no, no, no. It's like um, two goofballs that are worth $5 million each because they make clickbait for small children. Um, and it, like, legit, it's like the goofiest, like gooberest thing ever. And uh, that's what it is. Well, listen, at least they're entertained. I guess. Are they, do they still nap? No, they don't nap anymore. What time do they go to bed? Let's talk uh, about that. Recent, in the, in, it used to be like 8.30ish. Now it's like 11. Oh. I mean, they're saying, well, listen, we have like, we've allowed them to set a tent up in one of their bedrooms that both of them sleep in. And then we just go, we just go in our room and watch movies. And like they, yeah, like we let them put a tent up. Like they're having a sleepover, they're camping. Oh, so now they're up till 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, but it's cool. Yeah, but you're, you guys are young, so you can handle it. Exactly. You know, I make my kids go to bed at 9.30. I'm the worst. They're on a routine. They're up between 8 and 8.30. They have an hour for breakfast, make their bed, get dressed. Then there's an hour of schoolwork. So it could be 30 minutes of reading, 30 minutes of math, English, history, whatever they have to do. They have to go outside for an hour. Then they come back. They can have a snack or it's lunchtime. Can I be honest with you? I'm You're crazy. way less cool than I thought you were. <laughs> that is super uncool. You right, know let's, what? Let's do this thing. I'm, I'm All afraid. All right, let's do it. Your brains are going to turn to mush. You guys can actually hear me, huh? I can't hear myself. They do have the freedom of doing whatever they want, basically, from now until I yell at them to go to bed, which is 930. <laughs> nice. Yeah, 9.30. What the hell is that? Let me Go know ahead. when I'm introducing us. Welcome right. in. I shower Go today. Ahead. Can't see me. Right. <laughs> welcome to pod. Welcome to the Heat in the Kitchen podcast episode. I believe nine. I think uh, I, I lost track. So keep skipping. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been like a, it's been a minute. Um, and then uh, anyway, here with uh, producer Corey O'Leary. I'm Chef Avi Chemto. Melissa Mayer's back on today. Uh, we're all. This is via Zoom. This is the new. This is the new world. Like this might be how we do this for the rest of our lives. Uh, we don't really know. Um, I did ask you to get together on uh, Monday, and you said no, 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 no. And I told you that I didn't see a way that we could record this in an appropriate and safe fashion in today's environment with six feet of distance. You know, I mean, me and you when we record it, we sit six feet of distance, but we we share microphones. We share. You know, it just it's a new world. So Let's see. plus, um, you can't. You can't. You can't share microphones and touch each other and no, that's not. Here's the thing, out. though. We probably did our last one less than 14 days ago, so this microphone. No, right unfortunately. Here. So we actually did the last one more than 14 days ago. I'll tell you why I know that because um, we didn't do it in the. Um, well, actually, I don't know what's the date today. 26th. Today's the 26th. Okay, so today's the 26th. We uh, we recorded it the Monday after the beard dinner. Uh, remember? Oh, Becker, that's right. Uh, yes. We talked about the beard dinner. So we recorded on like the ninth, so like 17 days ago, bro. Um, yeah. You know, and the, and the reality is that like, you know, obviously we've been pretty consistent about it. We want to get on. And, and in a crazy way, both like between the world and business and life, and then also in sports, uh, so much has happened in this time frame. Like we- Wait, we a lot's happened in sports? I don't, uh, I don't, well, I don't not, think not like David. Well, for, dude, were you not watching Marvels? Are you not watching the Marvels that's on ESPN? I like legit sat down and watched marbles one time. I texted my brother-in-law and I was like, I'm to a point where I would watch eighth grade girls basketball right now. Um, Are you so sad about because it would have been March Madness, right? So you missed all that. They, they would have done March Madness. That's over. That's not going to happen. NBA is on pause. Um, 
NHL's on pause. Bruins said today they're not paying any of their employees. They're laying people off. Uh, the NBA saying that, like, they don't know if they're going to give anybody a check. And then in the, in the meantime, Tom Brady uh, went and became a, a Buccaneer. Yeah, well, that's that proved us all wrong because everybody who's ever been on the podcast, like, ah, why even fucking talk about it? Tom Brady's coming back to the Patriots. But you know what's crazy? I don't think, like, I mean, and this isn't an excuse because, listen, I, I didn't think he was leaving. So I'll eat, I'll, I'll eat crow here. But I will say, like, you know who else was really surprised? The Patriots. Did you hear, like, the reason they were in on Diggs and they were in on um, and they were in on Hopkins and they backed out of both of those deals separately because it became, quote, unquote, apparent that Tom Brady wasn't coming back. So, like, up until the day before Tom Brady was like, I'm not coming back, they were, like, about to go trade for some of the best wide receivers in football. I don't think you know, they were. They, it wasn't going to happen, though, because they were not giving up what Buffalo was giving up, for sure. True. Maybe with Hopkins, but, I, I mean, Hopkins went for another player, though. So it's hard Yeah, to let's talk. not spend too much time. I mean, there's so much to talk about in, in like, other stuff, but, but just real quick. But uh, Tom Brady means uh, an awful lot to us. Sure, but real quick. Although I, I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm just being raw, I can't, like, I tried to watch ESPN play, like, his whole, like, all the big games. I know. I didn't watch it yet. Nope. Honestly, I turned it on for a second. Yeah. Seeing him in a jersey, it was like I felt different about it. Like I couldn't – I wasn't rooting for him the same. And when his career's over, obviously, it'll be different. Oh, I'm rooting for like, him at Tampa Bay for sure. Um, so, you know what's funny? I'm going to root for him like in real time. Like I, I'm curious. The football fan in me is excited to see what he could do with those weapons. Yeah. On, the, on the opposite, though, there's a part of me that's like – it's a no-lose situation for me because like if Brady kills it, I'm going to be geeked for him. But if he sucks – I'm going to feel like the Patriots made the he's right move. He's not going to suck. He's not going to suck. No, I mean, listen, he's not going to suck, but I honestly think the Bucks. it's a weird choice because that division is re- is the best division in football, and it's going to be really no, great. No, 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 no. What, what division better? Uh, NFC West is definitely better. You think a- so? AFC East. All right, I mean, let's keep All right, it no, NFC West. West. I mean, what, what's so good? I mean, the Falcons sucked last year. The Panthers sucked last year. So, so the Falcons got a little bit better, but that, let's not even worry about them. The Panthers got better. And then uh, what about the fact that, like, you can't – the Bucks can't win that division. The division's already – it's already over. New Orleans already won it. Yeah, but like two years there. ago, New Orleans wasn't even good, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's football. Like, shit goes crazy. Sure, same thing. So the Patriots will compete for that division. They will. I mean, the, the, the Patriots are the Patriots, are you talking about the Patriots or the Buccaneers? The Patriots will compete for their division. Oh, oh okay. Yep. They'll probably win it, in all honesty. And the Bucks might not. And the Bucks are going to be better than the Patriots, but the Bucks might not make the – like, the Bucks could conceivably get a wild card and the Patriots could win their division. Like, those are realities. Yeah, well, I mean, anything can happen. No, but, like, the Patriots I would still have as the favorite. Like, I still have faith that the Patriots win in the division, honestly. Like, yeah, me I too. mean – I really think they will. Anyway, so what's new with you, Melissa? <laughs> so, um, I, I, I am disappointed that Brady left. I'm involved in this conversation, but I'm really anxious if they're going to cancel overnight camp this summer. So that's really what's on my brain oh, right now. yeah. People with kids. Tom Brady is not going to take my kids away and bring them to Tampa Bay and put them Let's to hope. work. Let's hope not. That'd be creepy, man. That'd be creepy. <laughs> it would be very creepy. Although, I mean, I don't know. He, he's already done some things to, to really upset people in this region. Maybe he'll start kidnapping people's children. I mean, I listen. You're going to call it a Brady, Brady alert. Thought he was. It turns out he's not who he thought he was. So I no, he is he's right? exactly who we thought he was. We, I no. said he was Jordan on this podcast three months ago, two months ago. Yeah. And it turns out he's Jordan. Six rings. And then at the end of his career, he goes to a, a shitty franchise. So yeah, but the difference is he's retired. Though, right? In it, retired at his height, 
left. Yeah, Jordan also retired in the middle. I mean, it's not a perfect appearance. They also played no, football. But my point is that, like, my point is when Jordan went to the Wizards, like he went there like as like a mentor. He didn't like Jordan didn't hit that shot, right? And then go and then next season. Yeah, right. All right, now I'm going to play for the Wizards. Ha yeah. <laughs> ha! They've got Rip Hamilton. Like that didn't happen. That's different. I do love listening to you guys um, get so passionate about this yeah. and get so engaged in it. It blows my mind. I, I don't have, I mean, if you want to talk about food or you want to talk about like, I don't know, something well, like- I, I'm any, passionate about I, everything. So. Oh. I, I love listening to Can we talk about bankruptcy? Um, I do love When you say it. food ter- right I mean, now, I think bankruptcy. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good quote. You know, it's funny. I was texting with someone who happens to practice bankruptcy law. Yesterday, it, it had nothing to do with, it had, that's not why we were texting. Somebody I know, and, and we were just texting about something. I made a joke, like, oh, you know, you might see an uptick in your business when this is all over. And they said, no, like, blah, 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 restaurants, it's gonna, you're going to be surprised. It's not going to happen. They said, but heads up, most people wait until it's too late. And I thought to myself, like, dude, I'm all, I've only been joking, but now I want to know, what, okay, well, what's the point then that, where I should be worried? Because things are weird out here right now. Like, my team has been incredible. So, like, they've been able to work with me and be able to – I mean, honestly, no one's had to sacrifice salary or anything yet. Well, I was going to say, with you, you know, it's not hourly employees that you can just, you know, say, hey, see you in a couple months. I mean, I'm lucky. Listen, at the restaurant, I'm lucky because since we're in a suburb and everything, a lot of our, like, fringe work are high school kids that don't need the money. Um, It would be much worse. Like, when you're a downtown Boston restaurant, like, all your hourly, like, all those – extra people don't understand how much labor is in a a restaurant. And so – like all the bussers, all the barbacks, all all servers. I mean, all those people. There's no money to be made right now at all. They're, you're not even allowed in Massachusetts to be open and letting people come in. So those positions are automatically cut. At my restaurant, I'm lucky. All my because again, because we're in a suburb, it just works out that like all our servers and bartenders have full time jobs. So they were the first move to go. Like when we look, we got we got really lucky. I got a kid that works for me. I can't say kid. He's the same age as me. A grown man, married man who owns a house and. He's a, very much an adult. Um, he came to me really early. And when this wasn't really even in the States yet, he's like, are you concerned that this will affect the business? And I said, no, I honestly, I wasn't really concerned about it. He said, well, if it starts to. So because of that conversation, when it very first, like when the numbers at Simca, I think I was one of the, and again, because of him, not because of me, I was one of the first people to see like a 20% dip and identify it right away. We did a podcast. You said no one's going to come to the restaurant ever again. Like we were joking about it. Right. And so, so because of that, we got ahead really early and we, we, I think we really made responsible choices financially early. And then I actually think we made responsible choices from a, from a public safety standpoint early. If you look back like on our social media or whatever, and I mean, don't go, I'm not trying to pat us on the back, but I'm just saying if you, if you were to look back, what you would see is we were about two days ahead of Massachusetts on everything. We were like, we went to take out only, um, you know, I just think that there's responsible choices that had to get made. And right now it's tough because like, look, if the stimulus package comes down and it is what they say it is, and I think that I can responsibly close my restaurants and leave everybody fed and taken care of, I'd probably lean that way. Like I'm not open and even, even for takeout because I'm a miser. I mean, honestly, I'm losing money. I could lose less money if I'd close, but the reality is that I would lose less money closing by not paying my people. And, you know, even I'm fortunate, like the people that work for me, a lot of them are grown adults who, who have like, who are really responsible in their own lives and they have savings and stuff like that. But even still, like I'm cognizant of the people that work for me are paycheck to paycheck. And even somebody like, say you have like a couple grand saved up and, and that's three months 
let's just say of your living expenses. Let's say you're a young man, young woman, you got a couple, you know, you've three months living expenses, which not everybody does, right? Well, if, if, I, if I just make you dig into that now, but that starts to go, and we don't know what that's going to be. We don't know if it's going to be three months. We don't know if it's going to be six months. I'm laughing at all these restaurateurs. I mean, not laughing at them. It's a nervous laughter. But um, I'm wondering, I should say, I'm wondering from afar what all these restaurateurs that did the whole, like, go to the internet, say that, like, you're closing because it's the responsible move, you're doing what's good for, and you're kind of, like, uh, uh, implying that anyone who's not is being selfish or greedy. Or, and in some cases, like, one kid who owns a food truck put out, he did say that it was selfish. He said, anybody that stays open is selfish. So when this turns into six months, and this is just the new normal, because let's not kid ourselves, that's what we're preparing for at this point. I mean, even, like, the whole move, no, I mean, I, no, listen, I'm not hoping for that, but, like, even the move, to do like to let alcohol get sold for takeout and whatnot in, in Massachusetts, which hopefully will happen. It happened in New Hampshire, it happened in Rhode Island. That's a, that's a way to create a new normal. Like that's not for two weeks or three weeks. That's a way of saying like, how do we make it so that these, these industries can exist if we go through a period where six months is, is the, is like, you know, it's not going to be to this point, it's not gonna be like everybody stay in their house for six months, but it's conceivable that we're going to go six months without restaurants being dine-in. That's completely conceivable. How was it not? I mean, Melissa, you're in real estate. You think that, so they're going to have to, fit, they'll, they'll create a new normal because they're not going to just not have home sales for six months. That's not going to no. Why, is spring a big, a big season for selling houses? Massive. Uh, actually, right, the winter, like February is the busy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm still busy, but I just want, like, I'm super curious so you because i've been following you on on, on on all your socials but i'm just curious so you're not even doing takeout because no, i we thought are, it's like takeout. no we are okay. so you're what doing i'm saying it what i'm saying is when this stimulus package comes down and what i'm saying is i've been open and honest from day one that my position is hedging my personal beliefs about what's right with the financial responsibilities i have to people that that depend on me um and i'm not talking about my family like look i'm lucky People look at people, you know, not everything that glitters is gold. People see like my, my beer trucks, my food trucks in the restaurant and press, and they think like I must be rolling in it. And stuff. Look, I'm 35. I'm setting myself up for the future. I invest a lot of my, I, I invest a lot of my companies, a lot of my people. I'm building for the future. I'm, I'm lucky. My wife is a school teacher and like, look, that's not going to make us rich, but she's got a dependable income. She's got healthcare. I'm not, I'm not making financial decisions right now out of worry about how we're going to put groceries in, in our cupboards. I'm looking at, um, I'm looking at to some degree at, at the public safety and then to some degree my staff. And so what I was saying was if that stimulus package that they're talking about gets approved by the house tomorrow, if I speak to my banker and they say, yes, Avi, in fact, both of your companies that carry payroll can borrow this sum of money and, and it will be forgiven because the thing that people don't understand is like small business owners, look, Bernie Sanders has us in a really, and maybe he reflects it. Maybe he causes it. I don't know. But we live in a very weird time where right now, like everyone thinks like anyone who's an employer is the enemy. And like, like during a time like this, like I've got, there's somebody that worked for me who thinks that like an, like an employer must just be rolling in it and he should just immediately come out of pocket, right? Like the way your kids look at you when you're at the grocery store and they think if you tell them no, it's because you're being mean they don't understand that like maybe you don't maybe if you just said yes to everything always there would be nothing left and so for me i i think it'd be irresponsible for business owners to borrow money to and then keep their pay their staff paid if they don't have a way that that eventually gets recouped 
And let's not kid ourselves. How, like, how can I keep paying you your salary with money I take out as a loan? And then um, tell them to get ready, get started on dinner. Hey, get started on dinner. Come here, say hi. You know, it's only, it's only recorded, but say hi to Avi. What's, you met my husband. Oh, yeah, you can see him in the wall. What's up, man? <laughs> I wish you could see that graphic. It's like you just walked through the wall. Uh, hey, so tell us real quick how you ended up having to be the guy that has to work all day and now has to make dinner. Not just that, I had to go food shopping. Yeah. Well, what? <laughs> food shopping with port wine, cheddar cheese. I bought my wife. You need a new agent, my friend. <laughs> I'm trying to negotiate on your behalf here. I'm saying I feel like, like I'm getting minimum wage, not even. Right. It's not you even a living time, wage. It's like, oh, I feel like I'm in India. Yeah. <laughs> I that? Am I allowed to say that? I don't know. You know, you're allowed to say whatever you want. And we didn't I mean, even Sharon, though, There's a lot of, you know, those people that. <laughs> well, in fairness, Sharon's not really my podcast demographic. Um, <laughs> no, listen, you didn't say anything. You didn't say anything that Dave Becker hasn't. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know where Corey went. I don't even know where Corey just went. Um, um, no, you're, you're doing great. But I just think that. Yeah, I don't know enough about it. I think it's a lot of loans versus forgiveness. See, so he's talking, it's stimulus package loans versus forgiveness. I, I don't really know, though. I haven't really studied it. That is, so I, I will say that the reports this afternoon mm -hmm. made it sound like there was still some forgiveness, but not what people originally thought. It sounds like they'll forgive the aspect you can prove went straight mm -hmm. to payroll and went straight to rent and utilities. But on the flip side, it looks like for the first time, at least the first time I know of in American history, they're going to have options for unemployment for self-employed and contractors. So yeah, like, uh, they're the same thing. Yeah, I mean, that seems like a fair trade-off. Like, I don't think companies, no matter whether they're big or they're small, should be allowed to take a loan that then gets, turns into a grant and do whatever they want with it. If the purpose is to put it in workers' hands, especially if on the flip side, you're going to make up for the profit by giving us direct unemployment, that seems like a pretty, I mean, the idea is to keep people whole, not to make people rich. Rich. Yeah, yeah. and obviously, is this based on the honor system? Like, how, how, what do you have to show? What kind of proof do you need to say, you know what's funny? So I like, need money Thursday for these things, and I need it Thursday? Yeah, so I am curious about that. I really am. Um, I called my bank today, uh, because essentially, this is going to go through an SBA um, 7A loan. And so, mm -hmm. like, it's going to just get, it's going to get, you know, look, there's going to be regulation on a federal level, but at, at the beginning, it's going to be up to essentially up to the banks. And because they want to make sure that the most vulnerable, even the most vulnerable business owners um, who might be super leveraged out, might not be real credit worthy, still can get this. They've essentially relaxed the, the requirements to almost nothing. And, um, you know, right. So because of that, you're right. Maybe it is the honor system. I mean, there is going to be payroll requirements. So mm -hmm. you have to, as a company, right. you're going to have to submit payroll records, show that you paid the payroll and the payroll tax. And it's going to have to be, um, they're going to go off of, they were talking, they were talking February. Now they're talking March. It's going to be like a date in March and you have to maintain 90% of that payroll the entire time. Right. And I don't know if these people have to be productive or if they could just get a check. So I don't know how that's that works. A great, it's a great question too, because what I was saying before, before you walked in, was that for me personally, my goal, if they gave this to me, would be to close my doors. Because the only reason I'm keeping them open, even for takeout, is to, to offset the losses enough to keep those people paid. So if the government's willing to pay them for me, and mm -hmm. I'm just worried about them. For me, if you said, like, do, would I rather be at home, not because I'm lazy, but because I feel safer and because I think it's the right move? I would. I don't open SimCon every day 
or send the chickpea out because I'm like, nah, forget about this. This is the right move. Or because I'm like, oh, today I'm going to get rich selling takeout only at my restaurant. No, I do it because I'm like, what about these guys? That What about this kid who's, who's supposed to be moving next month, already gave me notice, is saving up. And if I just tell him he has nothing, he's left like in between two living situations. Right. What, what happens so, so my understanding, Avi, is that your employees, I assume no one makes over $86,000. So if that's true, they can earn through unemployment up to 50% of their last four quarters. Right. And they can still earn up to 30% of their regular wages without it interfering with their unemployment. Yeah, I've so, seen that. So that's like, so someone can work 30% and make 80%, which isn't their wage, isn't their, what they're right. accustomed listen, to, but they still make ends meet. And depending on how long this goes, I would consider that. But to be honest, and I'm not, I don't judge anybody that does things different than me. It's just the way I do things. Is that at this moment, the, we're open like the bare minimum that we're, that we kind of can be, and it's yeah. enough to keep them all paid whole. So to me, to offset that in order to put money in my pocket would feel weird. Like I don't mm -hmm. agree with seasonal unemployment. My business dips to like very little in the winter. I don't lay my employees off. I, I you know, yeah. I, I don't. That's just my business ethics. For me, I I would feel like I was then getting the government to pay my employees a portion for me. Um, so I would only do it if it was in order to close for the safety of the public, not because like I can then make, like I, I stopped paying myself day one. And I, I mean, when I met with my staff to figure out how we were gonna handle this, I mean, I started off with, look, my wife and I have figured out like we're gonna be okay without it. I'm not taking a paycheck during this time. Um, I mean, that's just how I do things. Everybody you know, you know, you know, kudos to you. Melissa, maybe two weeks ago said, oh, Avi's got all this milk and he's got all this other stuff that he's gotta get rid of. Like, I don't know what you ended up doing with that, but I assume donating it or giving it to He's some. not on social media. So, so yeah, we gave it to, we sort of just gave it to anybody that wanted to come grab it. Um, yeah. That was like the craziest thing, Avi. You throw it out there and you're like, hey, come take it. And then all of a sudden these crazy people, because they are out there, are like, why is, is this a Sharon Public School thing? You're like, no, dude, I got milk, I got juice. You want it? Come get it. And they're like yelling at you. Well, I think you need to go through the Sharon Public School system. I couldn't even read it because it's like, and I'm reading it to Billy. I'm like, do you see the level of crazy that exists? So Corey, Corey's not on Facebook either. So Corey, you missed so much. You got to get on Facebook, man. You missed so much of this. But, I mean, it's uh, insane. Thir like, 13 years later, right I'm not going to. Well, Corey, just so you know what happened. So Neil Morris, buddy of mine, um, who owns well, a perfect I don't know, Neil Morris. So he owns a catering company, kosher catering company out of Stoughton In called Stoughton. The Perfect Tate. Yep. And uh, so he, a huge, huge kosher catering company. So yes. when, you know, when this first started, it was financial before it was, before it was health, right? So people started canceling things and he called me up. He said, Hey, are you good? Like, where are you at? I said, yeah, I lost like $17,000 in events today. He's like, I lost 75,000. Now I think he's up in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Maybe I think it was 750 or something crazy. It's just oh, people yeah. canceling their events through the whole busy season. So we were commiserating and we got off the phone. And he just called me right back and was like, Hey, listen, man, like we're both going to be all right. Like let's, uh, let's call and find out if there are any food insecure families here in Sharon. Nobody thinks about that. Let's see what we can do to help out. So I called some people on school committee, found out the stats. There's out of 2,500, 2,700 families in Sharon, which is the town I grew up in a restaurant. Uh, 300 food insecure families. Um, and so because of that, um, because of that, we immediately reached out to the schools, 
let them know we were going to do that. Um, sort of make sure that we weren't duplicating our efforts. And we were able to kind of from multiple sources, get perishables that places that were being forced to shut down and whatnot. Um, we're going to have and, and prevent all that waste. And then for the first week, we did lunches mon Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, for 300 families, or whoever would come out. So our thing is that we have no way of verifying we didn't want to. So we just kind of announced like anybody, it could just be that you're having a crazy day, like swing by, grab lunch. Yeah. Uh, and because of that, we were able sort of to, I wouldn't say intentionally pressure the school system, but they saw what was happening and then they agreed to, pick up their, to reopen schools for lunch on Mondays and Fridays. So right now we're doing Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, and so wait, I, whoa, I just, whoa. So Sharon is only doing school lunches Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. So kids, so five days a week, you go and go. You can so go no get. disrespect to Canton. I'm not, I'm not in any way taking a shot at Canton. It's a beautiful town. I know you guys live there. Uh, awesome don't, town. don't give us disclaimers. Yeah. Every time you're going to say something bad about there something. There he goes. There he okay, goes. No, Here's the math in a town like Sharon. And I think you see this in certain towns. So like my wife used to teach in Boston public. In Boston public, all school lunches are free. Um, because 85% would be on right. free lunch. So towns like, I don't know what the math is in Canton, but my wife teaches in Canton. You know, it, it's not the same as Sharon. Sharon, it's such a small percentage. I think that they're missing the boat. They look at the math and they're like, we're going to feed 80 people a day and we're going to spend all these resources on it. It's not worth our time. And I think we were able to show them that it, it actually still matters. That to, for those 80 people, it matters enough. And so, so I think they're hedging their bets. I'm not saying I support that. But at the same time, um, I understand it. Uh, you know, I, look, I live in Sharon. I pay taxes in Sharon. In my opinion, as a taxpayer, this is something I'm, I would prefer we spend our tax money on. I think, of like, course. It's one of those things. Ahead. It's one of those things yeah. where, listen, everybody's losing, right? Everybody. Yep. So, right. you know, it, like, don't act like, oh, we're losing so much money. No, no, no. You're not losing so much money. Everybody is losing so much money. So you can't, you can't just say, oh, sorry, we're not making money, so these kids shouldn't get school lunch. Like, of course, they should still get school lunch. They should be in fucking school. Well, so another issue in Sharon that's real weird, and I don't want to, like, talk too much shit about the town I live in. I mean, I, I respect the people at school. I respect the people in the school department, but... Disclaimer. I mean, fuck... Anyway, the point is, <laughs> the, school, the school lunches in Sharon run autonomously from a budget perspective. They're expected to break even, so... Ooh. The problem with that is as soon as they close it down and they just give lunches away to just the free and reduce, there's nothing offsetting it. So now essentially they need the school department to come out of budget for that. Right. And, you know, Corey, I hear you, but it's not as easy as it sounds like. No, I know. But there's just like every, this is something that every single person is dealing with in the country. You know what I mean? So it's not like. But what I'm trying to say to you is, so in Boston public, it's a non-issue. Yeah, they right, right. It's school department's already funded. Food. Right, exactly. Already funded. And it's no, how much you. Sharon, they're looking at it and go, all right, even if you're willing to spend that dollar, you don't have it. You know, yeah. unlike the American economy where you can make up money, move a comma, and try to, re and try to get the stock market back yeah. going. Someone said to me the other day, they said, how come they won't pay for all our student loans, but they'll give $2 trillion? I said, because to pay the student loans, you have to pay private companies real money. Yeah. To, to, to do this, you just go, oh, hey, guys, we're putting $2, million, we're putting $2 trillion in here. You just go, whoop. You just right. put it on the net. Hold on. You what what the is the net. final bill? I didn't even hear what the final bill was. Am I wrong? Is that real money? <laughs> Bill, did it come from somewhere? Did that money come from somewhere? It's going to come from your grandkids is where it's going to come That's from. That's my point is they put it on the debt. My point is it's monopoly money. And by the way, like even that debt is so fake, right? It's like China's not sitting around counting on that debt. They're not like, oh, we can go get it tomorrow. Like, 
So I just think it's funny when you see, all these, you see all these millennials on the internet being like, why would they do this? They won't pay for our student loans. They can't just like, because the money's not real. That's why. These guys with the student loans. I don't, I don't want to hear about another student loan again. But I did read, I don't know. What is the final uh, bill? I don't want to hear about my student loans again. I'd like to never hear about my student loans. Seven more years, baby. Um, Corey, you still have student loans you haven't paid off? Yeah, so I'm, what is this, 2020? We're, so I'm about 35. 12 years in, 13 years into my loans. I refi them last year and I got down to, oh. I combined two of them. So I think I'm down to seven years and it's like 380 a month, something like that. And yeah, I, didn't so even, I didn't even take out a lot. I didn't even take out a lot. I'm so lucky um, as, a, as a poor kid. I shouldn't say that. I mean, like my, my parents, I was poor for a rich town, but yeah, not like Jay-Z poor. That, like didn't have a ton. I went to a very expensive <laughs> school, but then very quickly made the super mature decision of getting expelled immediately. So then uh, I saved <laughs> so much money on college. I saved so much money on college. Well, I saved so much money on college too, doing co-op. I know. I got paid and didn't pay tuition, but my last yeah, year kind of fucked me. Yeah, no, no, no. When you're on co-op, you don't pay tuition. When you're on co-op, you yeah, do not pay tuition. You still owe now three eighty a month, right? Oh yeah, well, so I also did a very stupid thing. My last, my last year, I had one class Monday night six to ten, and instead of getting a job, I uh, didn't. Corey, how much of your school loan did you use to buy drugs? <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't buy, I don't do drugs. He doesn't use medical marijuana license. He goes to the dispensary and gets it with his copay card. Isn't it was a, a joke, card? but he does not have a medical marijuana. <laughs> Um, no, they, do I they, pay for drugs? Haven't they shut down <laughs> recreational marijuana spots? I have seen it. no clue. Recreation is, is shut true? down. So here's what's weird. Liquor stores are essential. Yep. Recreation marijuana dispensaries shut down. Yep. Hmm. But liquor stores are considered an essential That's, outlet. Yep. Well, there are, the government's always been ass backwards when it comes to marijuana anyway. So that's a discussion for another day. But it's just about um, lobby. Just about hold the on. Lobby. So what is the what is the actual bill? Like what is the check that I'm going to be getting? You're going to be getting. Everybody's going to be getting. What is so that assuming check? it passes tomorrow? Oh, it hasn't passed yet. Get, it's and 30, remember, we can't speak about like you, me. It's, it's like fourteen hundred a person plus five hundred a kid. I think it's twelve hundred a person. Something, whatever it is, it's something. Twelve hundred. But again, a just to be clear, there's weird there's weird income restrictions on it. So they picked really there's weird there. numbers. Say bye to Bill. Bye. See you, Bill. Any He's got to make dinner. <laughs> any individual who makes less than seventy-five thousand, yep, or a married couple that makes less than one fifty, all right, um, and then it starts to scale down gotcha. the amount you're getting, but it caps at if you make more than ninety-nine or one ninety-eight as a couple, you get nothing. <laughs> that's not a so lot. That's, that's a weird number to pay. Yeah, like so. A, a, so a, a, it should be like two hundred per person, I think. Well, I honestly, I think that Something like, like that. Listen, if you listen, if you make ninety nine and you have two kids, it's not like you're saving a lot of money, you know, to live no, on for like months at a time. If you make ninety nine as a couple with two kids, you're still well, one fifty is the number for as a couple. No, I know, but I'm saying like per like you make ninety nine. Adrian makes ninety nine. Right? Here's the here's the you're weird not saving part. that much money. Here's the weird part. It's not about how much money you make, it's about how much money you just lost. Right. So the issue is, they, and I understand they had no way to quantify that, but let's keep it really real. If you make $200,000 a year as a married couple with two kids, and you both just are in industries where your jobs are on hold right now, yeah. like say you're both nurses that work in departments that aren't essential, right now you're out. 
So you might be making no money and the government just said, we'll give you 500 a kid, nothing else. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, because your tax return says you guys used to make this much money. Right. Yeah, but we all- That's in the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we paid, the, you know, we didn't, we didn't put that in the bank. So in case coronavirus comes along for three months and we're not working. Um, right. But the other thing Don't I saw that- like- Go ahead, Melissa. No, I was just gonna. I was just gonna shift a little. I mean, I just. I need another beer. Do we need one? Nope. I'll I'll chat with Melissa. Oh, that was like that was a joke. I like forgot. Really, we're in, I have to get more wine. We're like in a really bad movie. <laughs> Don't you? It's like a, It's like it's a it's a never ending movie. It's like unprecedented. And and as a as an agent, as a realtor in the community, people ask me questions. I'm like, I don't. I, I yeah, don't I know the same know. as you. Right. <laughs> I I'm in it with you. Like I. I'm putting my common sense hat on. I'm thinking, let's do this mate versus this. But could I be wrong? Yes, I could be. So the thing I was going to say is I saw I did see something online that said the the stimulus package that they're uh, passing or or the bill that gives everybody cash, it actually works out to like if they just gave that money directly to the people, it would be over 6,000 a person. 6,500 is what it is. (laughs) I mean, like, Avi, you wonder why I want to pay no fucking taxes to the government, right? When they, it's like, we're in crisis mode. Everybody's in crisis mode, and they're arguing about stupid-ass shit. And then everybody gets, you know, 1500 when they spent 6000 per person. You know what I mean? Like, like what? what? Just the pork that is in that bill, I can just imagine. I've seen some of it, but, like, it should be going to businesses and people. That's basically it. But here's something that I think a lot of people don't understand. And, you know, look, my politics are pretty documented, especially even just on this podcast. No one will ever accuse me of being a hardcore conservative. No, you're left, right? You're way left. No, no, I'm middle, very middle. But my point is, what I'm about <laughs> That's to what say, some people say, I think some people would listen to what I'm about to say, and I don't want to get killed. I don't want people to be like, well, of course he'd say that. He's a business owner. He's probably a Republican. I'm not. But here's the thing. The average American person, I mean, 75% of our country, 77% is literate. I'm talking about born in America, speaks English as a first language. I'm not counting people who bring, whom English is a second language. 77% is literate. I'm watching all these people on this industry Facebook page that don't understand what, like, what a pay period is. People just don't understand finance. So right. the reality is these big companies, like people are like, I see these memes on the internet. Like one was like, oh, people living paycheck to paycheck are supposed to be able to save up money. But these big companies cry that they're going to go bankrupt after one week. Newsflash, it's because they're paying all of you. They don't, the yeah, they don't understand. Yeah. That a company that makes a gazillion, let's make up a number, a gazillion dollars a month has a margin that they get, right? Right. And as it's soon probably as pretty small. See, as soon as they start to see revenue go to zero, say with me zero, right. there starts to be this concern of like, well, we're operating at negative a gazillion right now. Yeah, right. And exactly. we have reserves to do that for this long. Right. And so they start to look at it and go, well, do we just lay off all these paycheck to paycheck people? No, that's not the goal of most companies. I mean, sure, there are shitheads. By the way, in the restaurant industry, and I don't think everyone's a shithead that did this. I'm not saying that. Everyone's got pers- different situations. But for sure, there are giant restaurant groups that probably laid off all their employees on day one in order to maintain profit. I mean, that's a thing, right? Yeah. Like, the reality is, I would have been, like, if I was just like, an unscrupulous business owner who didn't give a fuck, if day one, I just said, hey, guys, bad news. You're all laid off. Um, see you when I see you. Uh, man, I could have just sat on I could have, I could have just paid my vendors, chilled out, and, and milked my reserves for a while, taken a paycheck for myself and my family, and then dug myself out when this was over. But the reality is that, I, I don't know, the size of my company, spending 10 years building the team I have, 
letting those people a leave me or b come back to me not whole is bad for my business i need right. my employees to be in good shape financially um i need them to be secure well i think uh, most most small businesses too not forget restaurants for a second but this just might be the call that small I'm supposed to small business uh, wait what did you say hold on yeah, just this go out. Leave, leave the room, and me and Melissa will talk. What is he talking about? Where's he going? Uh, he's taking some sort of call that's yeah. on the podcast. Um, <clears throat> I'm on hold. I'm on hold with them right now. All right. So you um, sitting here during this during this aspect. No, obviously, just go in the other room. Why is there a shirtless person uh, on the podcast? <laughs> Say hi. You're not Hold on. on you better be of age. Say I, hi. You keep telling people they're not on. They are on. This is well, recorded. Yeah, not on you, video. They're looking how do you know? Video. How do you know? Say hi. Uh, come over here. No. Well, Please. Corey, is this going on YouTube? I was gonna go on YouTube, but maybe I'll cut the maybe I'll cut the shirtless eight-year-old up. No, I'm just kidding. He's he's a strapping 14. 14. Thank you. It's yes. my son. I'm he, joking. Like he just brought me my wine and, and triscuits. My disgusting guilty pleasure, which is port wine cheese. Uh are those triscuits in your hand though? And there's triscuits. Can All you right. see the triscuits? What kind? What kind? Oh, these are a hint of sea salt with three simple ingredients. Okay, so there was a trending thread. I like uh, balsamic balsamic vinegar personally, but there was on a, your triscuits. Uh, no, no, it's like a it's a flavor of triscuits, balsamic uh, vinegar, or something like that. But um, they're they're the best ones. But either way, there was a thread on Twitter today about where the triscuit name came from. It's actually kind yeah, of, where did it come from? So it was like a biscuit company to start. And then they, somebody was like, well, what does try mean? Three, everybody's saying three. And Triscuit responded and said, no, that's not what it means. So then turns out it was the first snack based, uh, I mean, cooked with electricity. So they took okay, so the if I, if I'm not on, This is what we're going to talk about, Triscuits? Yeah. Well, I just, are you on the phone, Abby? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually doing somebody else's show over the phone while doing my show. <laughs> that's like that's a new level of Avi Shemto busy, right? It's yeah. like I'm recording my podcast. Hold on, tell them tell them to plug our podcast, and we'll plug their. Can you show. can you rec- are you are you you're recording the video? You're not recording the video. Yeah, Zoom, are you I, recording yes, it? Yes, everything. We are recording the video. Your son yes. was shirtless on our show. Yes, you should. Well, at least he was wearing boxers. Um, how did your interview go? Um, it was cool. You know, like it was cool. Hey, um, we're not looking at your face right now. And I just noticed anyway. that. <laughs> uh, the thing but is, you like, it, bring it was cool. It was, uh, it was interesting. You know, it was weird. Like, you don't know. I do a lot of people's shows, and it's like you don't know how, like, what their tone is and what their whole deal is. And right. so, like, if They're I'm keeping t- it, if I'm keeping it completely 100% real, um, I was like, well, they had me on hold. I'm listening to the dude before me, and he's saying things like he legit no bullshit just said. Well, the thing about our sanitation standards is they're already significantly above any board of health. What? There's no standard that a board of health is relaxed on. So what are you even saying to the public? He's like, and we've, we've even gone above on our sanitation standards. What does that mean? Like you go in and go, all right, guys, wash your hands and now wash them more? Like what no, does no, that no. mean? No, Purell, Purell the dumpster. You know, throw yeah, those, right. Lather it up. The whole thing Who's is- Who's Purell in the dumpster? And so nobody. <laughs> so maybe some bozo, but maybe somebody from Tiger King. Um, oh my and- God! So wait, I'm gonna leave you with this, Avi. I just started a show on Apple TV called uh, 
shit. It's called The Truth or, or Truth Disclosed. It's Bringing really- endorsement. So in fairness, Corey, I can't share anything on Instagram, but I can finish thoughts. Like that's a thing that I can do. So it's like, hold on, Melissa, everybody's on the edge of their seat. They want to know exactly what show that you, oh shit. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, last time, last time we talked about television on this podcast with Melissa, I said uh, something about, I think, oh, dead to me. She goes, where you been? That was around last year. Yeah, I mean, like that, that's like very delayed. I just started Ozark. I just started Ozark. Ozark's pretty damn good. makes her almost grown children go to bed at 9.30. So she has so much time to watch TV. She's like, she's like a a college kid at 9.30. I'm going to leave you with two, with with show. So the morning show you need to watch and you need to watch the show. Yes. And you need to watch this show about this podcaster, and I can't remember the name of it. I just saw, started watching it last night. A dot. A dot. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like quickly looking at Apple TV to see what is on Apple TV. But like, legitimately, you've got to watch. Um, I don't know what this is. You've got to watch Morning Show, and you've got to watch the one that is about the podcaster who's solving murders. It's killer. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to immediately get on those. Have you seen Tiger yeah. King? So, so my husband wants to watch that. I heard the first episode is boring. Is it? No. First episode okay. is great. The first, like, everything's, everything's great until, like, it's one of those things where, like, they had five episodes to do or whatever. And about halfway through the last one, they were like, oh, we need to wrap this up. It's like, it's, it's sort of like if you did an hour podcast and you spent 55 minutes talking about Kobe, and then the last five minutes you're like, Oh, we got seven topics to cover quick. They just like wrapped everything up real fast. It's like, it's I nuts. thought for sure you were going to say awesome. if you did an hour podcast and then took 55 minutes on another call. I thought that's what, for sure you I were going with. I mean, honestly, like, exactly. If you did something like that. So let's. Is that let's rude? Can we, can we be honest with each other? Was that rude of me? It's rude well, that you didn't I mean, let like, us hear the interview. You know what you were doing. Huh? You didn't hear what you were doing. Yeah. Plus, I wanted to hear what you said on Wicked Bites. Corey knew what I had to do. See, now I'm even plugging them. Yeah, but I think it would have been more entertaining if you like if we could hear your half of the phone call. So I wanted to do that, but Corey was being weird about it. Corey. Well, well we were doing it at first, and then you uh, were on hold the whole time, and then. So the I mean, if you listen to Avi, Avi's like, a pacer when he's on the phone. He's a pacer, like you wouldn't I am. believe about. No so question, high. I pace when I'm on the phone. Be- hey, you know why? Because I used to be in real estate, and I at one time someone told me they said motion creates emotion. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It does. By the way, is that a bucket? Where? The thing in your hand. Is that a bucket? No, it's a glass. Oh, you can't see it. It keeps coming. No, it, I'm, I'm commenting on the fact that it's the largest glass I've ever seen in my, in my life. Wait, so tell me about your, your you like wine and you're, like you're, wine. you're probably pretty good at wine. Yeah. So like, this is a red wine glass. Does it not look like a red wine glass? It does. Is it's the- huge. I'm making a joke about the fact that it's very large. Well, it's not filled. That'd be really gross if it was like filled to the top and you were like, are you, what are you drinking? Juice? Well, I'm just saying that's like a 20 ounce wine, guys. I'll bet you could fit a half a bottle of wine in that. I'm trying to decide if I should make my husband buy more wine glasses because I do that every occasionally. Like I went into this, this shtick of like having short with no like stemless. I have stemless wine glasses. I have them both. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you, if you can see, ironically, the, the, right where I'm doing this, is next to my whole that's all my glassware oh wow See? I, have glassware. I have glasses for like scotch i have glasses for cocktails i have glasses for if it's if it's neat if it's on the rocks i got glasses for everything you can tell a lot about how somebody what somebody cares about 
when um when they don't know how to share stuff on Instagram, but they own glassware for individual drinks. You know what I'm saying? You've got to figure it out. You take the little thing that's underneath the post. Well, he's taking a little thing for sure. That's literally out of in nine episodes. That's the first sophomoric joke that anybody's made. <laughs> like that's like, can you? You're gonna edit that out because well, it felt so flat. You, well, you know what's hilarious about it? No one's listening at this point in the podcast. They're like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this podcast about? There are some. Dude, loyal- nobody's in their car. Nobody. Well, all right. Yeah. There's. there's Watch this. Watch this. If you're still listening at this point in the com- in the podcast, you get a twenty five dollar gift card to Simca. Oh, Holly- I, thought, I thought you were gonna say. Uh, retweet us or some shit and I like some Kirk Minahan shit. And you're like, if you're still listening, you know, everybody fucking Instagram. Okay, let me go let us. me go to Avi. I want to show him this. Which one was which one did we do? Okay, so that's Betsy. Hold on. Oh, there it is. That was a sick picture. Uh, you can't can you see it? I can't tell with the green screen. No, we cannot. You gotta put it in front of your body. Put it yep. Going a little bit to your left, your left, like just the phone, not your body. Move the phone to your left. There you go, and put it closer <laughs> to the camera now. Can you see it? Closer to the camera. Oh yeah, yeah, I see it. Yep. I don't know. Is that the picture of Avi? Is like four pictures. It looks like him. Yeah. That's him. not a picture of me. No, that's not a picture of Avi. That's like some random dude. This I don't know. I'm pretty far away from it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a terrible image, like from here, like on the screen. But I'm aware of what that photo is. How do I get rid of the flipping green screen? So it's a great photo. It's a picture of him drinking a beer outside. That no, the cool. photo that you used as your story where you're like, yeah. you're like six glasses of wine in whispering something to me. And I'm like, I have like a face, like I'm making a funny face. That's a great photo. Can I have that photo? Can yes, you send you that can. to me? That's yes, a great photo. So when you look at, when you look at the Instagram, so go to your Instagram right now, Abby. Okay. My Instagram? And- which you're one? All right, so hold on. No, no, no. Yeah, we're, not, we're not doing this in the podcast. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> Avi looks at have, that, that phone one more time. He, he doesn't fight. I have little, four Instagrams. Which Instagram is it? Do the real Avi Shemto. Okay. The, the, little, the little doohickey that looks like a paper airplane, that's your share. That's how you send it to your, like, you can take my, like, I can go right now. When's the last time you posted on Instagram? Oh, okay, I see. Little, Avi Shemtov. Here you go. One new post. Okay. So here's your menu. You posted yeah. the menu. I can take that little arrow and I will send it to my story. Send. I just did it. Share. Got it. Done. And that's how you share people's stuff. But like, this is important for people because like there, I said to my, uh, I have a digital strategist that I work with and I'm like, listen, we want people to share, but they don't know how to do it on Instagram. It's like the craziest thing, but they can, whatever. But anyway, so it's important to know how to do that. And I think that picture is great where it's like a four shot of like you drinking a beer, then the picture of Simcha, then you outside. I think so you had, there was an article written about you getting salty with Avi Shemtov. Hold on. Why don't you uh, tell us uh, what your Instagram is? So that way people. Mayor Realty Group. Go to my go. Instagram tag a small business like the post enter to win $50 gift card to Simcha and there's other gift cards you can win to other local businesses my brother's gonna gonna be competing for $75 it sounds like 25 from Avi 50 from Melissa (laughs) so it's good it's really good I love it I think it's good Melissa you might have just changed my life 
Of how, so now you can share shit? Like I just put so, so something happened today. Do you know uh, who Ben Siegel is? Mm, the name's familiar, but yeah, he, how would he, I... he's running for Congress. Okay, maybe that's how I know. Wait, does he have a brother? Uh, I didn't ask him enough about his personal life, you know? Uh, well, like, there was another Jewish guy that was running for some... Nah, I, I, that doesn't sound right at all. Anyway, so no. Ben Siegel is running for... Uh, um, ben Siegel is running for Congress. He's running for Joe Kennedy's seat. Okay. And he happened to have volunteered to help us feed these families in Sharon today. And then I just saw that he posted something. So now I was able to share it to my story and like write, I wrote something. Like I was able to like write in a different color on the picture, you know? You just took it to a next level. Like another level, right? Uh-huh. Well, this is what I do. Talk. This is what I do. I, get, I take somebody 10 seconds to teach me something and then I take it to another level. Like, I mean, Corey, like yeah, Corey yeah. taught me how to speak on a podcast and now I'm just like, look at me go. Now, you know? now he takes interviews on the podcast. And yeah, now I'm like, I'm gonna do two podcasts. You know what's funny? When we're in person, when we're in person, I usually like to yell at Avi on his phone. Now it's like I can't even control this. Like I can't look, get I, up and I, take I, his phone. Sorry, what was it? There's your thing, dude. Did I kill it? Did I kill it? Yeah, and you, you know, you hold your finger down, and then you have. Um, so now I'm going to. Oopsies, I'm going to share. You no, know I'm going to just post the end of this podcast, and it's just going to be how to Instagram. And honestly, that might get like three billion views. Well, it's yeah, like it'll be are... it'll be Melissa Mayer teaches us how to podcast. I mean, how to Instagram. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I'm legit. Who taught you how to do all this? I have. A, I hired somebody. <laughs> have you not seen the 14 year olds come in the room? That's what I was going to ask. Is what about the he kids? He doesn't know how to do it. No. I, listen, do you, I, do you I, allow I, your kids to have social media? So, so they both have TikToks. But oh, they're private and no, and say, I think my son has an Instagram account. Sabrina wants one, but she's not getting one. No, and they don't care about Facebook because that's how old is Sabrina? Twelve. Oh yeah, no, don't let her. No, she doesn't need Instagram. She doesn't need Snapchat. Hey Neil, how's it going, Neil? What up, Neil? How are you? Welcome to the Heat in the Kitchen podcast. Yo, I swear to God, I thought we were getting hacked right there. I was like, yo, somebody's hacking. I was like, what's up? I literally was about to hack you, but then Avi invited me, so it worked out fine. Nice. Neil Morris? Maybe you can get him to stay on track. Neil, this is Melissa Mayer. Uh, What's up, Melissa Mayer? How are you? You might know her from Melissa Mayer Real Estate and uh, Compass Group. Realty Group. What I just did there. That was Um, very nice. And, uh, well, that's a, it's a little inside joke because the Compass Group is like a thing and she tried to explain it to me. She just taught me how to Instagram just Listen now. Listen to episode four. You'll find yeah, out all about four. Compass. Where's that? Episode four. No, Neil might know me from uh, what used to be Temple Beth Abraham, which is now been a tip. This is true. He's catered, he's catered there before. This is oh, true. Neil, do I be, do know you from there. Is she the woman that, you, were, you were telling me that story about? Is that? She, it, honestly, it's very possible. There are a lot of them, but she sounds like the right one. Yeah. It could be me for sure. How how are you doing, Neil, and all this? Seriously, I am. I'm doing excellently. How are you doing? Are you doing okay? Yeah, we uh, me and Avi found a project. It's been fun to work together. We need yeah. to team up great. on that. Yeah, Neil was actually just telling me he was like, people don't realize it, but this whole shutdown is great for the kosher catering business. He was just telling me he was like, a lot of people don't realize it, but it's actually like he's never been more financially successful. <laughs> Maybe I misunderstood well, that. Well, Neil, the rabbinical bill is the rabbinical bill is much lower, and that's what we've been trying to do for a lot of years. So, oh, I didn't think about that, dude. Even think, you know, it's funny people don't realize the trickle of this. Like, you don't even real like think about 
them. Like, they're taking a beating now. Who? The rabbis? No, all the wealthy Jews that have to give them money when they don't have, and they have to <laughs> ask for handouts. So wait, uh, Neil, oh, I heard you a Say it again. Podcast. I have a perfect taste. Yeah. Okay. I do. So, so how's I, mean, I have a lot of friends who had to cancel their bar and bat mitzvahs. Like it's bad. Yeah, by the way, these thoughts, these thoughts are only my own thoughts. They are not. They do not reflect on Neil or his disclaimer. Business. Here we Let's go. Clear. Here's his disclaimer. Doesn't <laughs> Avi come with an automatic disclaimer all the time? Corey doesn't he like should. the fact that I always make a disclaimer before I say something on this podcast. Corey, he needs to make a disclaimer. He's like, I don't, wanna, I don't want to say I hate anybody because really I like a lot of people, but this person blows. Like, that's usually what it ends up being. Or this town both, blows or this city both blows. Both those statements are true, though. He, do, he does like a lot of people, but he's got a lot of opinions about people who blow. So, I mean, yeah. Like the butt and some people that blow are great, and some people that blow are not. That's what they blow, I guess. That's what they blow. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Melissa. Go on now. Now Keep I feel up. like I just stepped into the dark side. The, well, the funny, thing, like- the funny thing about doing this is you, I have no clue if Avi's, you know, uh, little kids are two feet away from him or not. You know, Melissa, your kids. They're socially distancing. Six feet. Six feet. Six yeah, they're about yeah. six feet apart at the moment. Yeah. yeah. My kids are happy that I'm in here and not bothering them right now. That's what they yeah. just said. Yeah, they texted. Neil, what but time I'm sure my husband is pacing, going, when is she coming out? I Neil, what time, do your kids, what time do you put your kids to bed at night? Me? Yeah. Dude, at 12 and 13, bro. They put us to bed. See, I agree with you. She puts her 12 and 14-year-old to bed at 9.30 at night, buddy. No, Wait, you, you put don't. your kids to bed? I, I, I yeah. How does that work? You, like, rock them and sing them a song? No, I say go to bed or you lose privileges tomorrow. <laughs> well, what, what are the privileges during shutdown that you're taking away? Phone. I was going to say, you don't, they don't even have Instagram. How, how, what are you going to take away from them? <laughs> I take away. Listen, it's important that they stay in a routine, Neil, don't you think? Um, yeah, I did. No, through age three, we definitely felt very strongly about that. <laughs> <laughs> and now we've, we've broken that routine a little bit. It's a different age time now. So. But no, yeah, I think but, it's important oh, for a 14-year-old to have a bedtime. So you're exhausted. It's 9.30. You're like, just can you go to bed? Like, yeah, but I'm exhausted at 9.30 a.m. So, like, what, am I just going to put my kids to bed all the time? I'm going to be like, Dad's exhausted, guys. I know it's noon, but you need to go to bed. It is very important during this very tumultuous time that the children stay on some sort of routine. And that Dad's they get up. Six, on time. Dad's six Cisco Brewery uh, Shark Tracker light loggers in, and he'd like you to go to bed. Oh, you so got the plug-in. You got the plug-in. Let me ask you a question. Is beer your go-to, like, beer? Like, is that your go-to? When beer you're, like, is my go-to beer, yes. Um, like, legit. Like, if you came home and you're like, oh, long day, I'm going to have a beer? I'm, it really depends. With me, it depends. I, I drink a lot of... Dealer's choice. I drink, I drink a lot of wine. Yeah, my wife, my wife just heard me. She's like, you just stop there. Just say yeah. you drink a lot. I, just, yeah. um, I drink a lot of wine. I drink a lot of beer. I drink um, a decent amount of scotch. Not much uh, water. Last night I was drinking mezcal and then switched to beer. Um, Wait, what did you do with the mezcal? Because I love mezcal and I drank it. Really- yeah, I drank it. <laughs> I, I, I sanitized my hands and then I drank it. Wait, just straight? Like, did you just ask what he did with it? Yeah. <laughs> huh. I wanted to know how he did it. I made uh, like I made a take on a margarita. So I did it with like fresh lemon juice, some okay. simple syrup, and uh, some. Uh, uh, totally making this up right now, Melissa. He didn't do any of this stuff. No, he, he used just, a straw. Basically, he used a straw. That's what he did. Thank you. Dude, I would drink Mezcal straight for sure, but I'm just telling you what I made. You know what we did last night? We ordered takeout from Simca. Um, 
And I went and picked it up. It was a no contact delivery and I'm not in the building uh, at the moment. So I like went and picked up a no contact delivery. They put it outside. I picked it up. I turned my music. I was the only car in the plaza. I turned my music up real loud, danced aggressively in the windows um, to be funny for my staff and then drove home. And my wife and daughter had set up a fancy dinner. So my wife was like, oh, why don't you make some cocktails? Oh, why, hold on. Why, why do you got the fancy in quotes there? Because my daughter, my five-year-old daughter, who's amazing, um, <laughs> she, she watches a lot of a show called Fancy Nancy. And so she's obsessed with being fancy. And I don't so, know what that show is. You shouldn't. You don't have a five-year-old That's because your bedtime schedule takes yeah, you exactly. out. It's on after 9.30. <laughs> yeah, you're out. Um, Sorry, Melissa. But so anyway, you're all just so, jealous. Huh? Yeah, you're that's the word. That's the word, 100%. <laughs> Listen, Neil, we're dealing with the five and seven year old differently than she's dealing with the 12 and 14 year old. We <laughs> let them set up a tent in one of their bedrooms. <laughs> they can sleep in it together. They can do whatever that they can make as much noise. They can play. They can color. They can do, they can watch their tablets. We don't care. Just after a certain time, they're in there and we ask that they leave us the hell alone. And then we go in the other room and watch a movie. I don't care if they go to sleep. I just want to watch right. what I'm watching. Like, these are a bottle of mezcal in the tent and moves on. That's how you do it, Melissa. My kids know good booths, all right? I'm sure of that. Yeah. <laughs> so did she set the table and make it fancy for you Yes, guys? and then she yelled at us, like really yelled at us to the point of a tantrum. I'm looking at my wife for permission to say this. For uh, like to the point of a tantrum about the fact that she was yelling, like no elbows on the table. That's my five-year-old daughter. No elbows on the table. This is a fancy dinner. She was like, no one is even attempting to follow the fancy rules. I'm teaching you fancy manners. And I was like, <laughs> I said to her, I said, can I tell you a secret, Adina? She said, what? I said, daddy's not fancy. Like, daddy's <laughs> Truer words never spoken. On this podcast, that's probably the truest thing ever said. I said, daddy is not fancy. I said, daddy's had two Mezcal tequila cocktails. He's working on some beers. He's not in, his elbows belong on this table. They're actually all that's keeping his head up, my friend. Yeah, I was going to say, otherwise his head's going to be in the place. Hey, speaking of, speaking of heads on the table, um, remember last time what happened, yeah. Avi? Avi knows. He's not going to say it, though. You're going to seize it, aren't I'll you? tell the story. I'm not ashamed. Corey, yeah. Corey hey, you should have said it. You should have said it now. Well, I don't care God. if you say it now. But. Corey alluded in the, on the last podcast. No, no, no. Melissa said it was on Instagram, actually. See, I'm, I'm very good at Instagram, oh, too, Oh, it was Melissa. on Instagram, Melissa. Yeah, you said about something about walking through New Orleans. I said, oh, sleeping in New Orleans in a car or something. I said, Avi did some sleeping in New Orleans, too. And then I didn't want to tell his story. We went to Mardi Gras when I was 24 years old for my bachelor party. So, like, my bachelor party was during actual Mardi Gras. My idea, but have you guys been – you've been in New Orleans. I know you – because you've been there for some industry stuff. My favorite place in the country. Yeah, it's a great place. You've been, right, Melissa? Mardi Gras twice. Okay. Yes, so, oh, you've been that's, where, that's where it started. So like when, when the party ends, say 5, 6 a.m., where do you go? In the car. Well, it depends if I have a hotel room or not. <laughs> so for, for us, and Neil will probably be able to co-sign this, the way Mardi Gras works, and, and really New Orleans in general, is like the party's in the street till like 5, 6. And then like if you went to a strip club at 4 a.m., there's no one there. But man, at 6 a.m., it is popping. <laughs> so, uh, we I'm surprised Melissa doesn't know this. I feel like she looks like the one who would be spot knows. on this one. So. Let me tell you, I was not 24 when I went to Mardi Gras. I was much younger. I was in school at UNC Charlotte. We drove to New Orleans. We foolishly, because we were like, what? I don't even know, 19, 20? Thought that one hotel which is old room for Mardi Gras, which is old for Mardi Gras, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I was old. I Listen, I, I, I don't even have my beads anymore. It's I old for the strip clubs beads. there, too. So we yeah. went and we only got a room for one night thinking, oh, if we want to stay, we'll get a second room. No, 
No. Mm -mm. So we had a room for one night on Canal Street and then literally slept in the car over, what's the school down there? What's the school that's right in New Orleans? Tulane. Tulane. Slept in the car in Tulane's parking lot. So we, so we went, we got in this routine where we would go out crazy, right? And then yeah. at about 6 a.m. we'd go hit the strip club. And, you know, it's my bachelor party, you know? So one, one night, I mean, you know, obviously we're crazy drunk every night. And um, so one, one night I'm told, because we're sitting like in the front by the stage, I'm told uh, by people, including this guy here, Corey, that I, I fell asleep with my face on the, on the stage. No, you weren't really told. It was more like, we should probably get this kid out of here because he's woke up, passed woke out up, on the stage. Woke up to give a stripper a dollar and then put my head back down. Then I got thrown out. But here's the best part. Corey carried me basically back to my hotel room and then went back. This is like 8.30 in the morning. He, he then went back. Like, I woke up, it's like 10 o'clock in the morning, and he had gone back to the strip club. Yeah, I, I took a picture of Avi in his bed just to make sure, because I'm like, he's going to wake up, and no one's going to be here, and he's going to be like, what the fuck, they left me. But I wanted, you know, he was, he was I don't know. Everybody, I don't, everybody needs to do Mardi Gras at least once in their life. You need uh, to do I it. Mean, not my daughter, not my, my daughter does not need to do it. <laughs> she doesn't need to do it once. They were, not, your when, kids are going to be sleeping forever, so they're, they're, it's always faster. My that. kids are not going to be allowed to leave the state unless I know where they are. They're going to be well, trapped. She's going to take them to Mardi Gras, Neil, and at like 9.30, she's going to be like, all right, guys, that's the In the hotel room. <laughs> guys, the one night we have in the hotel room, we're staying there. You're in. That was nice. I Actually, have them microchipped. Your kids microchipped? I'm a better partier during the day. Like I get to a point where at night, like it's I'm, looking I'm at the a day drinker too. I am. A, I'm more of a day drinker. I would 30, rather 9 like, is bedtime. Start drinking during the day. I'm a day drinker. I'd rather drink during the day, party, be at a huge concert, like with that's contained, not too loud. <laughs> Sounds so much fun. That's so much fun, Melissa. I gotta tell you. I sound like I'm a blast. Well, you we totally do. When we go to Mardi Gras, we'll find out. Actually, you know yeah, what? I, mean, I think we were there. We were there we three really nights. Are. There's no doubt about that. Oh, yeah, then. Yeah, we were there three <laughs> nights. I think it's three nights. One of uh, Avi and I and I, Avi and I got in the. Is this the story the, you're going to tell? No, I'm not going to tell a story. I'm saying one of the nights we got in like a huge blowout. Second oh. night, second night, Avi passed out on the stage. And third night, we probably had the time of our lives. You know, it was like how it went. So, it I, went back, so I went back a couple years ago. And um, it's not the same. Well, so I was there. So I, the first night I hung out with Alan Shia at his brand new restaurant that had just been called the, num the best new restaurant in America. That was a cool night. Shout out to Jeff Gable who set that up. Then the second night we went totally to listen, the uh, right. Commander's Mansion and um, they, uh, they, like the, the server had worked for a chef in Connecticut who now was in Boston and him and I have a relationship. So we got to talking and he literally just like took the bill, was like, forget about everything. And then just sent us like, 12 courses in the middle of the afternoon and we just got what was the name of the place oh maybe i got oh, oh never mind brennan's and uh but either way we got lit we just got lit and um i forgot we, we went to like every restaurant and then uh and my cousin joined us for that one so then we like went date like the rest of the day was just a mess of like you don't recover when you get like when you have like 12 drinks at 11 a.m there's no like and you're in new orleans so you didn't stop it's just like you tried to slow down then I remember the hand grenade that ended the day. I, I didn't know, I, I knew no better. And someone was like, oh, have a hand grenade. Cool. Fast forward to us being thrown out of, fast forward to us being thrown out of. <laughs> she's saying, Wait, what she's she, like, you what were the one say? that said, let's have a hand grenade. Yeah. Um, what did she say? That's not she surprising. Said, no one said that, Avi. You said, let's have a hand grenade. 
sounds about right. Hey, it does. The funny thing is, that Avi's story is always out like that. Toys. It's like it always like ends up being his idea. Inside or outside? I didn't say that. I said someone said. I did not say that it wasn't in my head. You said let's have a hand grenade, and then you passed out cold. Adrian, you want to tell the story? On the table. Tell the story. If you're gonna, it, it doesn't work for a podcast for you to be in the background. Tell the, the story about the fish. The good news is, you know, now we get to the point of the podcast where Avi's not looking at his phone. He's just telling stories about him getting drunk. This is much better. See, people will listen we to this. Tell hours you gotta of the cut out the middle. Adrian, tell them the story about the fishbowl. Go ahead. So it was the first night we were go right first night. Yes, it was we the first were, night. In a podcast, the details don't have to be exact when you're recounting. Just tell the point. Yeah, make it Adrian, Adrian yeah, the don't, don't listen to him. He's, he does the same thing. Go, he'll he'll so be like, let her speak. We were walking down Bourbon Street, and there were not many people there. It was kind of, I don't know, kind of awkward. And they were selling those, those fish bowls. That was the awkward part. Um, that, like, comes with the necklace and whatnot. And there's signs everywhere. They're like, don't wear it because it's heavy. And so he took like two sips. It was like it. forty. It was like thirty bucks or whatever. It's like this cocktail. It's on my. And the first thing I did was I was like, "Dude, this is definitely gonna hold." And I let it go, and it just fell to the ground and spilled everywhere. In the middle of the street. In the middle. Of the I can't believe that didn't work out. So the best part about that night was that Jeff Gable was. was do you know Jeff Gable, Neil? No. Jeff Gable, like he um he has like a a pop up series called uh, uh Kitchen Kibitz, and they do like a um. He does cool pop-up dinners with like chefs where he tries to like find like a, a chef that doesn't really know Jewish culture and do like a pop-up where like they sort of dive into Jewish culture with their menu. He's a cool he's a cool guy. But anyway, he was on this quest. Like he he travels different than me and Adrian. Like Adrian and I, we fly into a city and we're like, where's the closest bar? Let's like eat and drink this city. He was like, he had a list of things that he needed to go check out. And he made it sound so romanticized. And instead, we walked all the way down Bourbon Street to, like, where the neighborhood changes. And you're like, eh. And took us to a bodega, claiming that it was the number one rated mufalada in the country. And when we walked in, it was straight up the shittiest bodega you've ever seen. Like, shittier than our family. Yeah, we got signs like that in Canton, too. Neil, shittier than that. No and, way. It's impossible. Oh, shittier than that. Like, legit shittier than that. <laughs> and we walked in, and, and it was like, it was a pre-wrapped sandwich. It was like straight up a 7-Eleven sandwich. Ew. He was so embarrassed. Like, he was like, he just like, oh, like, I just dragged these people, like, all the way down here. Like, we almost got shot. Like, we definitely walked through a few drug, a few, through a few drug deals, um, all for this sandwich that, like, straight up, like, <laughs> I don't, he, someone definitely trolled him. Like, wherever he saw that listed as the number one, that's like, that's like that number one deal. That's it's like, like your standards one. are too high, bro. Huh? Your standards are too high. It sounds like a great sandwich. Oh, Wait, Neil. Neil, you live in Canton? It's like no, that. I live in Sharon. I work in Stoughton. But we have other things that we... <laughs> I don't know where we can go with that. Avi knows, though. That's <laughs> all ahead, dude, he's not listening that. to this. Go ahead. Keep it real. No. <laughs> he lives in Sharon, but he owns in Stoughton. Oh, you live, I you live in Sharon. And What's you live that? in Sharon. Everybody's a potential contact. Everybody's a potential contact for Melissa May. Melissa's like, we're looking for a house. You looking to sell one? Thinking about moving. Uh, How do you feel about never? How do you feel about never seeing the house that you're gonna buy? Neil, are you willing to buy a house without ever seeing it? Hold on, Neil. (laughs) I would definitely buy one without ever buying it during this, without seeing it during this this COVID problem. Wait, are you ready to upgrade? 
We're always ready to upgrade, but only if we get the right realtor comes along. Well, let's. Uh, There's hardly any around the Sharon area, so it's hard. I to can't find. tell if he's like trolling her like a sandwich or not. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot. There's 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 several good things that are coming on in Sharon. We we should talk offline. I was gonna Melissa, say, oh, okay. Melissa, right. no, you gotta make Melissa, the sale now. Hold on, I want to hear the sales pitch. Melissa, are there any Sharon? Yeah, pitch me, Melissa. What's the house you you're gonna sell me? Because I gotta buy without seeing it. Or well, I wouldn't have you. I would never have you buy without seeing it. Especially, no, I have to. That's just the way it's happening right now. Yeah, hey, no, Melissa, we're now to the part part of the podcast where we play word association. I'm going to name local real estate agents. You're going to tell me the first word that comes to mind. <laughs> okay, uh, you guys, you guys basically did that with Canton restaurants last time on last time right, Neil, was on the podcast. Now we're going to talk about kosher grocery stores. <laughs> and you're <gonna> come <laughs> oh, Avi. I think you guys are awesome, but I'm going to go pee and go eat dinner and See my husband, who's probably like, "What is she doing in there?" Is it? Isn't he in bed right now? It's seven fifty-one. What's his schedule? What's his routine for bedtime? He, he has to go bed after the. He puts the children to bed. <laughs> he puts the children to bed at nine thirty. I have a twelve and fourteen year old. They're on a schedule for nine thirty bedtime. Neil, right. 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 my wife's wife? looking at me. She's shaking her head like that's a good idea. Yeah, thank Neil, you. Neil, he was actually thank on earlier. He was on earlier, <laughs> actually, on the episode, and. I let him know that he needs a better agent to negotiate these deals. Cause right now she's home with the kids during the day. He's working still actively working full time during this crisis. And their agreement was because she's staying home during the day when he gets home, he has to make dinner. Wow. That doesn't seem he does fair. need to negotiate better, but staying away during the day probably is a pretty big win. Yeah. I mean, it's a thank you, Neil. That's a huge win. He gets to go to an office. No, but he no, no to be fair, Melissa, don't misunderstand me. He should get to stay away and then come home and not make dinner. Like, I mean, like, like that, that, I make. I usually prep it. I just it's Thursday night. This is like our Friday. Oh, good! Friday. He gets to make the dinner that you planned for him to make. Nice. <laughs> this is nice. Better. I'm starting so to Friday, feel like we might, we might need to dedicate a whole episode to your control issues. Friday, like, oh, where I do you see control issues, Avi? I see no control issues here. No, Nine thirty bedtime. Come make me dinner, but I've prepped all the meats for you. Like he's not the Dude, chef; listen. he's the line cook. The men on this podcast are just jealous that I am managing it appropriately. Yes. I am. Yeah. Are you doing, who's making dinner right now for you, Avi? Uh, Avi's going to fend for himself. During this podcast, my wife made dinner for herself and, and the children. And daddy's having, uh, daddy's having shark bait or whatever it's called for, for dinner. Uh, right, there goes that sponsorship. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that one's out the window, Avi. Hey, Neil, I don't think any brewery at this moment is in a position to pull sponsorship. <laughs> that could be true. No. Be true. But I heard our softball team was pulling their sponsorship, so. I want, I think what's your softball team? I sponsor a couple softball teams, one of which Nick, uh, Neil, Neil, is the star first baseman of. And, uh, That's true. Stars. Stars is an understatement. but all right, so I, played, I played softball with Avi a couple times. One time, for sure, the first baseman could not catch. And I was like, yo, this is a requirement to play this position. Wasn't Avi the first baseman? Well, that's definitely the first baseman that day? No, you were not. <laughs> no, you were so, Neil, Neil. They started bunting. The team started bunting just to get out of Neil is a very, very dependable, stable first baseman. If I'm we sure. had a first baseman that wasn't catching anything, then that had to be whatever first baseman Kaufman replaced Neil with. Because <laughs> we have a tendency on our softball team to take players that are doing well in positions and replace them for a couple innings with someone that has no idea. Like 
he might find someone like shopping at Walmart and be like, you're an upgrade at first base. It's, it's very hurtful, but at least it only costs us playoff games, so that's fine. You're softball. Now you've lost me. I'm gonna go. Well, this has been trying to leave. We like lost you, and we just kept it going. Like, keep me posted for the next one. I think we do need to talk a little bit more to Neil. Starts at nine forty. Can you make it? No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna text you the name of that show on Apple TV because I yeah, can't. Yeah, please do. I thought she was going to say, I'm going to text Neil that address right now. I thought no, that's what I Melissa's been trying to leave since that 20-ounce wine glass was half full. And, uh, <laughs> true story. I'm going to go eat dinner. I'm having two glasses of wine with no dinner. I feel like I'm starting to slur. Yeah, that hurry. is dinner, Melissa. That is dinner. <laughs> Where's the issue? Hurry up. You only have another hour and a half with your kids. <laughs> <laughs> I love all of you. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah. All right. Then there were three. Well, we finally covered that dead weight. I know. Jeez. Yeah. Well, Avi was oh. taking a call like for like at least a half hour at the beginning of this. So at one point I took a phone call from another show while I was on this show and just muted it to take that call. But that yeah, was that the sense. best half hour you ever you ever. Wait till you hear it, Avi. You'd be blown oh, away. I, heard, I could. I I tuned in a couple times. You were talking to her about the history of Triscuits. That's not. I'm not making that the up. History the history of Triscuits. History yeah. of Triscuits. It was. You hardly ever hear anyone. Hey, repeat that segment for me. It was. You hardly it was, ever get that. Hey, a huge. It was a huge story on Twitter today. You guys just miss out. A huge, huge story on Twitter. Most yeah, likely. huge thread. Yeah, but I think so. At least a hundred thousand. How many retweets on that one? I don't know. It wasn't my story to tell. I just saw it, baby. Oh, but you repeated it well, I bet. Uh, Neil, are you on Twitter? Um, and but no, uh, business, yes, business but not wise. very actively. Yes. What not about what about Insta? Instagram? We are there as well. Yep. Again, TikTok? not terribly active. What about TikTok? No, my kids though are. Who has time for TikTok? My kids are too busy using every device in the world to be on it. Yeah. Are you, you on TikTok? I'm not on TikTok, but I was thinking maybe for the podcast, we should start a TikTok channel. I actually did see a funny video. This kid was just busting his mom's balls the whole time, busting her balls, busting her. And she, finally she goes, fuck you, go live with your dad then. I was like, you know what? That's pretty funny. You know, maybe, maybe TikTok is pretty cool. I don't know. So Avi was on TikTok. That's cool. <laughs> see, all right, this is going to be the thing where I'm going to have to yell at Avi for looking at his phone. Does he yeah, know dude, it's, a, it's kind of rude, Avi. We're, yeah. we're right here, bro. It's a podcast. You don't know. Yeah, and no one's going to listen. Yeah, we do know because you're not engaging. And if, no, you're, you if, you're, not, not if you're not talking, you if you're not talking, everybody knows you're looking at your phone. That's how it goes. That's the only time in the world you're not talking. Yes, that's right. This is Now we're to the portion of the podcast where the two people that aren't Avi rip on Avi for talking too much. No, for so looking at his phone. Looking at his phone. And then they you know get Avi, We're just going to sit back. You, you do your thing, Avi. Go ahead. Yeah. Tell us about COVID-19. I have nothing to say about COVID-19. About COVID-20. <laughs> COVID-20? Please don't wish to You take that back, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I was telling Melissa, my, I'm, the only, I'm the only one whose business is... <laughs> well, I know. That's the thing is I've seen you're making money now. I, I what do you think you're making more money now? I do, uh, I do a lot of things, but... My sports business kind of went downhill since there's no sports, but I do virtual meetings. And you know who needs virtual meetings right now? Everyone. Everybody. So it's not. Wow, you really sold it. I did. Everybody needs it. Hey, I don't need to sell shit. Everybody needs it. So, so what do you do? Do you like own Zoom? Uh, no, unfortunately. I feel like I they've don't. got a whole virtual meeting thing going on too. 
Dude, yeah, Zoom. So what do you do for these virtual meetings? Like people call you and they go, like, hey, Corey, I need to talk to Neil. Is there any way you could connect? Yeah. Is there any way you Basically. could connect us if there was only a technology that was available for this That's for $13 a month? <laughs> no, no you, would, you would be amazed how many people can't just log on like Neil did and join this meeting. Like, it's like, how do you not well, know how to do really that? blessed to be this smart. Yeah. Hey, hey. Neil, Neil, that's our answer out of this abyss. Let's start a service for less than Corey charges where we help people get on the <laughs> I, Well, Corey said the dumb people, though, right? Is that what he said? Is, did he say you surprised how many dumb people there are? Because that's what I heard him say. Yeah, no, so that's basically it. Uh, speaking of owning oh, Zoom, yeah. though, Zoom stock, I think it came close to doubling. It's going to double by, you know. Man, that's temporary. As soon as this is over. It doesn't matter. If you, if you, buy, so if you buy and then it doubles and you sell, you may, you may double your money. That's how yeah, it works. That assumes that there's a ton of liquidity out there. No, but you think, it. but do you think people aren't going to realize that virtual meetings are a great way to go in the future? I think so. I was telling Melissa about Andrew Yang and he, he's saying, you know, this might make a lot of businesses realize that, Hey, we can't rely on humans. Everybody's going to be home. Guess who doesn't need to take a day off when this uh, coronavirus comes? Quick question. Robots. Robots. Quick question. Who is Andrew? Robots. Who's Andrew Yang? This is the Je- what is that? Jeopardy answer? Uh, but though you think a lot more people when they're working from home, they're going to be like, why can't I do this every day? I can do this fine. I can do my, a lot of people can do their jobs from home now. And they just, True. Ari, uh, Ari came by the, the house the other day, uh, for a social distancing fire. Uh, we lit the fire pit. He sat like halfway across my yard. Um, we, we drank a couple beers. I mean, I drank one beer. He drank a lot of beers. Um, the, uh, Ari did really? Yeah, well, he hadn't been out of the house in a minute. You know, like they're uh, they're on some like pretty strict quarantine stuff going on. Are they down um, the Cape? No, nah, they're 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 at the house. Uh, but so anyway, so he but it was a lot of Andrew Yang stuff. It was a lot of discussion about the um, you know, again, like look at this. Like we're basically in, he said like he pointed out Andrew Yang looks like a genius here, right? Like the government's all of a sudden realizing that they have to have a baseline for people to survive. Worst case scenario. Oh, dude, he's tweeting all the time. He's like, he's like, damn, I should have been talking about uh pandemics instead of robots and i would have been straight you know that's exactly what ari was saying was he's like if i said pandemic instead of robots i'd be leading the race yeah so the reality is i saw a great you know we live in a meme culture it's all memes i saw a great meme the other day that that said it was like there's two things being massively exposed about the way our society works right now one is food security being attached to schools and healthcare being attached to work you know the thing that bernie sanders said and i'm not bernie sanders guy by a long shot but one thing that he said that resonated when he was on one of those town halls on Fox News that Fox News listeners all raised their hand for was he said, who wishes that their health care had nothing to do with their employer? Because the issue is there are people like there are times where you want to make a job change and you have to think about the health care ramifications. Yeah, right. And so the reality is those are two major things we're seeing in America right now is that having kids in our population who only get fed when school's in session is a problem and having health care and having health care and that's something again like that neil and i like that's our whole project right so neil by the way i was just on this like wicked food wicked bites thing it's a tv show too like on neston um and uh the, naked, you know the guy right the guy it that runs it it's cool is it on naked oh or neston it's no neston i think right? it's on actual neston yeah but yeah. so um not bootleg neston no um, you broke up for a second so i didn't hear it yeah. so anyway they they invited me to come on and like the dude that invited me is cool. And he know like, he's, he's kind of like a name in the industry. So I thought it was cool. And I jumped on and it was like, literally I was after like the guy that owns like a takeout restaurant in Easton. 
And that dude's like literally saying no bullshit. He reminded me of somebody we both know, Neil. He goes, well, you got to remember that the sanitary standards of my restaurant far exceed the sanitary standards of a normal board of health. Who does that remind you of, Bobby? You know, do you, listen, I'll say it. If you'll jump in, I'll do it. <laughs> Let's do it. The water's warm, baby. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Well, Avi, what do I tell you? I'm not going to do this podcast. If you're not going to name oh. names, that's how we do it. All right, no, listen, don't Neil, name Neil, names. Neil, Neil, we'll give you a pass. First episode, you, you came on late. Give you a pass. But guess what? Avi's had a couple. So good thing well, Neil, almost Neil, at the end of the podcast. Neil, Next week, he'll be naming names. Neil, I know you don't feel this way. And I can understand that. You guys are both in the kosher world. and You guys are buddies. But sometimes I feel... Like a place in Cobb's Corner called Zadie's Market goes a little too far in their marketing. Sometimes I feel like sometimes they do some things that I just I wouldn't do in my marketing. I think if you share food pictures on the internet, they should be of your food. And I think that like sometimes in a time of crisis like this, pointing out that you clean your place is not the answer. Like, and, and I'm listening to this guy on the phone. He was saying our sanitary standards are so far above normal board of health and i'm like except that the board of health they set their standards at an unreachable standard like i've had boards of health say listen we can find something in any inspection any place ever like that's that's the point of their standards so for someone to be on the phone lying to their consumer saying our standards exceed the board of health standards that's not true what does that mean he said our restaurant is on complete lockdown i wouldn't even i told my wife she can't come in okay but you came in and you came from seeing your wife what are you talking about that's my point. That's what I want to say. Yeah, so, Avi, like I told you last time. I, That's not where I thought you were going, but I hear your point. Now Neil looks like he's in a hostage video. He's like, uh... <laughs> yeah, I see the like, well, you behind think I'm in a hostage video? You should see what my wife's looking at behind the computer right now. She looks like Neil's, she's in a real hostage video. Neil's like, I am not sharing this on the internet anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Where's on. Melissa? Where, is she in bed? What's going on? Do you, did you sign your media release form that Avi... Absolutely sent you, right? Because we make we <laughs> yeah, make sure absolute, we make bundles off this. So uh, I'm right, sure you do. All right, Neil. I want let's let's play a little game. I want you to rank. I'm gonna. I I need you to give me your top five kosher providers. It's only really one that we stop at. That's a perfect taste, bro. That's where that's, it's at. That's fair. I don't even know two, three, four, and five, but a perfect taste is amazing. You should check is, them out. You know what's funny? So is that what about the um? You never go to the butchery in Brooklyn? So I don't really have a lot of need to go to the grocery type markets, right? So, um, you know, what's really interesting. I'll tell you one thing that's kind of interesting about, you, you kind of joke about the, the kosher world, but what I find to be pretty unique to it is, um, so we're kind of colleagues in this industry, right? And we would support each other to do whatever we can to help each other out. And, and I have non-kosher caterers that I have like, literally probably 30 that were so tight with relationships like that. And we all work together. That does not exist in the kosher market. And that's a little bit different, right? So um, you joke and it's why I don't jump into those waters because it's not the nicest, <laughs> the nicest uh, end to swim in. Um, uh, in, in, in to do it. So, <laughs> but, it's funny. But, when my business was kosher, I mean, like, I hate the people at Romney's. I hate them with a passion. How do you feel about them, though? I mean, they're shitheads. That's how I feel. Like, I, you know, oh, okay. I'm just a fucking cokehead. But anyway, but the reality is I like their food. Like, if you said to me, like, oh, like, I mean, like, their falafel is not my falafel, but it's pretty good. Like, it's pretty – like, I would eat – like, if we, were, if we were in Brooklyn and you were like, yo, you want to grab a falafel? I'd be like, yeah, let's grab that falafel. Like, good falafel. But you're right. There's really nobody else that's kosher. Is it as good as the 7-Eleven falafel? And, uh, 
in uh, New Orleans? Is it as good as New Orleans? Is, New Orleans uh, this bodega that has a killer, killer falafel at this bodega in New Orleans. It's in District 9, though. Hey. Oh, here we go. See, I told you. Let me know if she's around. So, I, so what's up, Adina? How's it going? Hi. I gotta call Auntie Karen here because she'll be. Oh, I can't say Auntie Karen. But I gotta Are call you, Karen. Don't say Auntie Karen, then you say you can't. I've never I know. I always forget. Well, no, you did fine. say it once. Cool. Oh, I said cool. that specifically with one. I person. know. I know. I know. Like, I know. I understand. My kid's aunt. Neil, do you call yourself Uncle Neil to anybody who you're not an actual uncle to? Is that a thing? No. Here? No. Do you? Not at all. But like if anybody I, that I wasn't related to was going to call themselves like my kid's aunt or uncle, it would be Corey and his wife. And I just like, I let it be known before my kids were born that I didn't want that. Before, it's hilarious. So long ago. That are the type, like everyone's the uncle. And I'm like, yo, I'm not this kid's uncle Avi. Like we can be cool. Don't call me uncle Avi. Like I barely know you guys. Like, <laughs> like that, I don't, want yeah, I don't even like the kids I do know. I sure as I don't like you guys. I don't want these. I don't want this poor kid. It's not his fault that you're a weirdo, but I don't want him going around telling the world that that I'm his uncle Avi, and then I gotta I gotta disown him in public. Like I don't want to be like, hey, listen, we're not really like that. Hey, Adina, tell me about Fancy Nancy. Did we have a fancy dinner last night? Yeah. Did I follow the rules? No. Why tell not? Me. What happens? Did you get angry? Why? What, what were you angry about? You guys won't follow Pluffle. That You do it all the time at our shows and you can't do it now. What? I don't know. Is Daddy... Hey, Adina, does Daddy ever follow the rules? Does Daddy ever follow the rules? No. 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 <laughs> He's a truth teller. <laughs> oh, freeze that and hold it, please. Uh, all right, that's the very first thing I'm going to do when this podcast is over. I'm putting this out. And sorry, Avi. I hope it's amazing, hope, Avi. Good thing there's no business because I hope business doesn't suffer. You just said that to the whole world. That might raise his. That might raise his business. You just told obviously the street cred. You just told the whole world that I'm the tutor because the whole world is listening. She means the tutor as in homeschool teacher. No, listen, I'm not – hey, listen, I'm the king of my castle, and if this is where I'm going to let it go, this is where I'm going to let it go, all right? Okay. Um, Adina, I thought you were the tutor. Not only you. <laughs> Sometimes you. Okay. No. Hey, Avi, I think we found our viral moment. You do that moment, I don't. Is it 9.30 yet? <laughs> it feels like it should be. All right. Well, remember, Avi, when you said, oh, we might go less than 40 minutes, where an hour and 40 minutes – yeah, I was going to say, this is only 40 minutes. I felt like I joined late, and it's been two hours already. Yeah, it's been pretty long, and most of it was not very good. So, Maybe. I know. When did it get good, though, Corey? So, hey, Neil, that's true. As soon as Melissa started pitching you, See that? it took off. It's, it, we're on a I'm steady glad I could be here to rescue Heat in the kitchen. There you go. Somebody needed to. All right, Heat in the kitchen. Uh, Neil, what are your businesses? Where can people go, the, all the people listening to this? All the people listening, a perfect taste at a perfect taste.com, off premise catering, anywhere you need in New England. In fact, we have an event in DC if we get them out of Corona coming up in December. So, we ooh, DC. If my brother lives in Annapolis, he'll for sure listen. He'll be one of the three people listening this far into the podcast. And you think there's that many still? Go. That, that doesn't include us, then I guess. Yeah, no, no. Uh, well, yeah. Are you going to listen to the whole thing? Avi definitely won't. 
No, nope. I, I listened to the part that I was here for, and that's it. All right, Neil. How many how many of our podcasts have you listened to so far? None. No, that's so. Yeah, but I have <laughs> looked at the, the the screenshot that Avi's posted for almost all of them. Almost yeah. all of them, exactly. Almost all of them. Oh no! You know what? The Jerry Thornton one I did. I mean, the uh, Jerry Callahan one I did. Nice. All right. That was pretty cool. Actually, yeah, I was surprised. Hard, uh, I was surprised Avi was able to get um, a guy who was awesome at his job at one point in time, and now he's. He's, he's not there anymore. But. Job, man. He's the man. No, no, he is. He is. He, he, was. he was great on the podcast. Um, he was great on the podcast. The thing is, he was great on the podcast. That's true. Yeah. Corey, you've been at all of them, right? How many have you listened to? Yeah, I've been at all. I'm, this, this is my baby. It was my baby. I know, but how many have you actually listened to? Oh, I, well, so seven so far, or six, I've actually edited video together of all of them. Usually I put two cameras on us. One? To go, yeah, exactly. Right. Nice. That's exactly the point. So I've listened to more than I care to admit. Well, I've listened to the whole like thing it. on all of them, and I've uh, I've thought some were better than others. But in general, well, obviously. yeah, in general, I thought they were pretty good. Um, I will say, like, I get to see the rankings, and I, uh, I, you know, again, it's got a, it's definitely got a bill, but there, I get like messages from people. Who are like, dude? I listened to the whole thing. I did listen to it on my car ride in, blah blah blah. No, they actually, the numbers are much better than I thought they would ever be. I don't think it's just. Yeah, no one thought you were going to take double digits, and I bet you have. Yeah, exactly. Cumulatively, <laughs> quadruple digits. Quadruple. Nice, nice. So, like, here's the thing, Corey. Like, I would actually be funnier, but Avi always accuses me in real life of being mean at certain times. He's very sensitive. I don't know if you noticed. Right, you don't sound very mean on this podcast. You didn't even name the name that Avi said. I know. I don't know what it's okay to say or not say because I'm gonna get so sensitive. No, he's very sensitive for someone who has Horrible a lot of opinions. You're right. Horrible You're right. right? No, yes, right? yes, is that yes, true? Let, yes, Thank no, you. that's extremely accurate. Corey and Thank I have you. a similar relationship where he tries to bust balls and I tell him that he should. I don't try to bust balls, I bust balls, and then Avi gets mad because he's sensitive, like you said, Neil. He's very sensitive, right? I know I he almost threw him out of his he almost threw him out of his restaurant this morning in like a in, in, in a volunteer capacity. Very few volunteers get thrown out. It's crazy. That's true, but I, I wouldn't say I almost threw you out. Well, it felt like it. I was not going to tell you to leave. <laughs> so sensitive, man. I'm uh, listen. I'm a sensitive dude. That's true. That is very true. That's the Israeli in you. That is that is that is the Israeli in me. Or or more importantly, like, that's the part of my personality that comes from my dad. Like my dad acts like he like he's a tough guy, but if you say anything. Like that remotely slights him, he'll never speak to you again the rest of his life. Yeah, so I like you guys. Hey, Avi, did I miss the podcast where you you talked about um, about how much you love people asking you why you're not kosher as your restaurant? Did I miss uh, that podcast? I think we no, I think we did talk about that one time. I forget, yeah. I forget what I'll have it was. I'll go back yeah. and check it out. Anyways, not, I'm very happy to discuss. I listen. I actually, in some ways, I don't like people doing it in the restaurant. Did I tell you about the woman that came into my restaurant when we were brand new? made a reservation, and then left my restaurant. I think but you told the story came- on the podcast. I think that's what it was, yeah. actually. She came in just to create a problem. So no one else heard it, Corey. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I uh, tuned out. Remember you said, do I listen to him? As soon as that story came up, I said, no, nah, no, nah, I can't do this. <laughs> oh, he's going to cry now, Corey. Stop it. Look at that. Why are you guys bringing it up, then, if you don't want me to tell the story? <laughs> no, tell the story, Avi. Tell the story, please. Tell the story. It's not a good story. It's not a good story. Well, make one up then and tell me a good story. Avi has stories. That's the thing. We just have a gut to him on the pod. See, this is only episode. We haven't even had double digits in episodes yet. So plenty of time for Avi to tell stories. And, you know, 
at one point, if we don't go ever back to business, nobody goes back to business. Everybody just stays home. Avi will just say, I don't give a fuck and just tell every fucked up story he has. We could just all open grocery stores and post on the internet about how busy we are. <laughs> we'll, be like, we'll be like, dude, today our professional photographer came in and shot photos. Dude, they're photos of your refrigerator cases. I'm sorry, bro. That's not cool. Do not tell me about your professional photography. Do you have any drivers show- available, though, Avi, to help? What'd you say? Do you have any drivers available to help the grocery stores? To be honest with you, I was reading today in the Wall Street Journal that 97% of delivery drivers on the market have all gone to work for Zadies. That's what I saw. Oh, Avi. You can't always bring it back there, bro. You can't always. <laughs> not everything's about that, bro. Dude, I know, but I mean, I thought this was the segment of the show. I thought that's what we were about. This like, guy, Corey, doesn't edit. Corey doesn't edit. No, Corey doesn't edit. No, no, I do not edit anything. Every a, hey, if you say it on the podcast, it stays in. Oh, you know what we haven't nice. talked about yet. We haven't talked about yet, Corey. Go for Carrie. it. You're not on Facebook, but Carrie, since like day one of coronavirus. Oh, I thought you were gonna say thinks the Patriots are gonna go six and ten. Uh he did write that on the internet, but uh, but his whole thing of, on, about coronavirus is every day he basically insists that everyone's making too much of a, of a deal about it, and like even when it really insults people, even like when people started to have like family members die, he posts like every day he'll be like, "This many people died of a heart attack today," blah blah blah, and he gets crushed for it. Like every day, oh, does he? You know, I respect it for keeping it for him keeping it up then. Except that <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Why? Yeah, what are you right. It's always good. Oh, Avi, you're very much like him, man. You live his pattern, man. That's your whole thing. Well, the thing is, if you don't have a bit, like, he doesn't have a business to, like, protect, right? So it's not, you know. Avi hey, is hey, his hey, business. It's amazing. No, I mean, yeah, but I mean, Kerry, like, if, if like, Avi, you wouldn't say that, right? Avi, you would not say that. Say you started getting killed, you would not keep saying it, right? On the internet, at no, some point, you just let it die. Very curated. My social media is very, very curated. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't talk about people dying as if it's not a big deal. No, uh, no. I didn't. Well, it's he's not been, a big deal. He's been doing that though. Deal. Like, how bad is that on Facebook though? He must be getting killed then. Oh, especially crushed. on Facebook. Like, yeah. here's the thing you have to understand. Let's just say you thought that a hundred thousand people dying was not a bigger deal than your business failing. You still don't write that on the fucking internet. Right. Like, you don't go on the internet and but, say that. But he does, though. He gets it, though. He, he totally understands the whole bad press is good press thing, man. He gets that better. Hey, than any press. That's right. That's right. Maybe we should say it on this podcast. You know what? Fuck coronavirus. It's not even a big deal. Who gives a fuck? Was that Avi or Corey? Because it sounded that like Avi for a second. That was Corey. It was, <laughs> it was, that's the t- title I, of this I'm podcast. I'm Shemto on that tomorrow. Here we go. Title of this episode nine. It's going to say, fuck coronavirus in... Zadies? So for this? No. Oh, geez, you guys are terrible human beings. I don't, <laughs> I don't even you know. Guys. You know, I did go into Apna Bazaar, you know, on uh, over there on Dean Street. Yeah, I buy a oh, lot that's of- a good store, man. Great Dude, store. yo, this place was fucking packed. I'm like, yo, I can't social distance in this fucking place. No, you it's can't like- social distance. They're killing it right now. They're bridging the error, but it's a really good store. Yo, there were like 8 million people in there. I'm like, fuck. Well, did you go in? Yeah, I went in, yeah. Stop, dude, stop. Well, India's a populated country, Neil. That's not even, that's just a joke about population size. Have you seen the the videos in India of, like, people out on the street? There was this kid on dirt bike. You please just whacking him with a stick. Like, get the fuck in your house. What the fuck are you doing out? You know, that's the thing about America, right? We have freedom. Was he a delivery driver for Zadie? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Was he from the film industry? Uh, <laughs> this is pretty funny, actually. Neil, I have no clue about this. Avi, who's gonna hear about it first tomorrow? Me or you? 
Uh, well, let's think. He's probably It'll be on Facebook. Hold on, let me see the side of my window. Uh, <laughs> I was just trying to see if he's looking through the window right now. Oh, stop. Uh, he can't reach it. Yeah. I mean, who's going to hear about it first? You'll hear about it first. He'll be more mad with me, but his thing is that, and again, no, this, this is not a slight at you, even though your whole thing now is to make fun of me. But um, I don't just make fun of you, Avi. It's for a reason. It's real. I think, I think that he probably, and again, no disrespect, follows my, follows like, Another disclaimer, Corey. Yeah, no disrespect, yeah, yeah. man. No, no one ever really means that when they no. say it. He follows what I've got going on a little bit more. That's oh, who doesn't? Saying. Yeah, I follow you more than me too. <laughs> that's not that's absurd. <laughs> but um, but in general, yes, probably probably most people do. And he is definitely. <laughs> I'm sorry. What am I? Uh, anyway, and so he probably will not listen to this. But somebody like a month from now there'll be one person that gets this deep into it and says something to him. And then he'll call me and tell me that 35 people that day alone have come through and told him that I said these things. Okay. Avi, don't be ridiculous. The number is not going to be that low. Yeah. He'll be like today alone, 171 customers have come through. I'm like, Josh, you're not open yet. He'll be like, Oh, <laughs> oh you know, what's funny. If that did happen, you could, I'll send you the, the screenshot, right? And it'll be like 13 people listen to the episode and be like, oh yeah, that's, that's what happened. I'd be like, uh, yeah, Josh, you're doing, you're doing bigger numbers than my podcast for my podcast. <laughs> Josh, listen, Corey, the dude is selling toilet paper. No bullshit. He started selling like. Uh, but single, it's it's one ply. Obviously. You know what I hear? Smart businessman. That's what I hear. No, it's one ply. Corey, is Corey, it kosher? Have been, Corey, have you ever been somewhere like so shitty? Like, like let's say you're on the highway and you're like, I gotta go. So you like go into like a rest stop bathroom. He's selling those toilet paper rolls. Like the oh, stuff yeah, that you yeah. buy, like the case is like four dollars. Yeah, yeah. And it's got a hundred rolls. He's selling it for eighty five cents a piece. I don't know why he's doing it. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I that's don't his, understand. That's his whole profit margin right there. I mean, fine, but at 85 cents a whack, if he sells all of them, is it does it even pay for boost on the Facebook app? All right, stop, stop railing on the guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> Neil, I respect the fact that you guys are close and you respect him a ton, as you always tell me. But <laughs> I, I just personally feel, and I like him too. He's a nice guy, but I'm sorry if he doesn't realize that he's fodder for like, I'm sorry, there are people making like HBO series or YouTube channels to be funny that are less funny than just watching the normal day-to-day -day stuff going on. True story. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, don't, don't. Agreed. Heat in the kitchen. That's one of them. YouTube channel Heat trying to kitchen. be funny. YouTube. Right, we're funny. on YouTube. We're on YouTube too, Neil. So we need that permission slip. I heard of YouTube. Nice. Yeah. I didn't realize... That um, we were trying to be funny, but I, thought this was, I, I can't believe you nailed it without even noticing. Maybe, yeah, maybe I, I should I should break this into two: the beginning, eh, middle, pre, terrible, pn and p, pn pre-nail and post-nail. Yeah. Here's the thing that you're not realizing that I What's know that? about Corey, and I'm gonna try to reason with him, but he's not gonna listen to me. Is that we're thinking like no one's gonna hear this part because they're not gonna listen this far in. He's gonna put it in the title. Like, he's going to put Zadie's in the title, and it's going to be the most press they've ever gotten. 17 people are going to listen to it. And he's going to be so, like, it's going to be pure anger and vitriol. Towards hey, remember that, remember that Trisket? He's smart. I like it. That's right. No publicity is bad publicity. Just That's like Carrie. That's, That's what Carrie says. Great publicity. Yeah. 
It'll be like but, that uh, Triscuit story, number one story, uh, number one uh, thing on the internet. Yeah, I feel like Triscuit's gonna have to be the headline here. I'm sorry, then, I missed that story. Say, will, you re- will you repeat right it next uh, next podcast, Corey? Yeah, like I'll, save it. I'll save it. I'll Why, save it. Why are you gonna listen to the next podcast? Or this I one? Mean, if you send me a text that says jump on, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hey, we don't need to listen. We need a, a subscription on YouTube and iTunes. And uh, you have Android devices. What else? What are the devices? I do, man. Android, Android devices. One of the last ones, I think. As soon as these uh, breweries open, we'll have uh, some sponsorships, right? Right, Avi? You're working hard on that. I'm working yeah. on getting Simca to sponsor this thing. Uh, Simca can't afford to sponsor this shit right now. Simca's just trying to stay alive. How was the takeout tonight, huh? It was good. You know what's funny? Like, it's funny. What'd you I'm get? Kidding. What'd you order? Oh, you're asking how the food? No, he's asking about the sales. <laughs> no, I, no I shit. You just said you ordered Simca. talking. Businessmen talking numbers, bro. No, no, Neil. Before you entered, he was like, he was talking about getting some, getting takeout at his own restaurant earlier in this, earlier in this podcast. It was on. I said it it was that was last night. But anyway, I know that was last night. We also said it was his second favorite restaurant last night in Sharon. And I was waiting. Nobody asked me what my first was. I was waiting. No, it's. I know what it is. What? It's not the square. (laughs) It's Angels, but oh, um, Angels. That's. I was just trying to throw Ohad some love. I Um, meant in the square. Oh yeah, exactly. Um. No, it's actually it's coriander, uh, especially during these times. I like oh, to go into a buffet. Stop, dude. Oh, that's Can't not no, that. it's because they're a buffet. It's because it's a buffet. Uh, oh, okay. I'm being serious. What, well, that's no, what I see what you meant. No, yeah, yeah, I don't know why I jumped to the wrong thing. Because India isn't stereotypically like overrun with COVID. It's not. If I said Mandarin taste, not yet. I was Stop. Person, Stop, but man. Alice is a good lady. That's not at all what I meant. By the way, Neil, you know what I did think about? We're worried, like, we're looking at our businesses. Imagine any Asian cuisine of any kind. They've been dealing with this a month earlier. Like, they were empty a month earlier because places were, like, being, like, bigoted towards them. I don't think so, that's yeah. true. I, I don't know how Yeah, true we that cut is. our whole Chinese food menu out of our uh, repertoire. Yeah, I mean, they've legit had a month extra of no business. It's pro- I can't imagine. But um, anyway, I am curious to see, when, once things get back to normal, how takeout now being such a big thing for us like if because we we've, we've never really done any size we'll take like if we did three say, takeout orders in the same night it was always that would be a thing for us so now that we're basically replacing i would say we're doing now we're still down in general because on a weekend night we cannot replace the alcohol sales so but you like can't now huh but you can't now because you can sell the alcohol i don't think they passed no. it yet did they i think they did Okay, I was looking on the. I was looking. So if we can, but even then, we're not going to replace. You know, you know, we're yeah, not going to replace because the package can ship it now to your house. I knew that. BJ's no shit. Yeah, that's been a thing for, for a minute. But um, but but either way, the point is like, so look, our Fridays and Saturday nights are at like fifty percent of what a Friday and Saturday night would be, which is still great, like given what's going on. But the weeknights are like right there, and so it's just funny how the new normal is. Is like when we first started doing takeout, like my guy would like text me the number. And it was like, I mean, it was, it hurt. Like it really hurt. It was like 150 bucks sometimes. And now tonight, like he was like, damn, it was kind of slow. And he sent me a number and it was like almost a thousand bucks. And I'm like, dude, that's not really that bad. That's really not that bad. No, it isn't. When do, when do you announce to the podcast for all 13 people listening that I told you months and months ago that takeout was a way to go long before COVID? No, my point is we've always. And you told me, no, 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 no. No, you're that's talking- cool, dude. You're a big famous chef, so you don't have to listen to Cater. You're talking about early, early in the process, right? Yeah, bro. Yeah, when we when it was just an operational issue. Like we weren't gonna uh-huh. be able to 
Are we, do we it's cool, dude. Don't worry about it. It's fine, Avi. You're the, you're the boss. You're the king. Ooh. 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 Neil might be Neil. a third man in. Neil might Neil. be a third man in. Neil, the issue is, on a, you've seen my kitchen, right? You see how small it is. It's all about, size doesn't matter, Avi. You always tell me that. No. <laughs> I'm not the one telling you that. I feel um, like it is. I feel like you are. The thing is, with that kitchen, when that dining room is bumping on a Saturday night, how do we kill those tickets and put out a busy takeout? By being efficient. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, I got an idea for both of you guys. Follow the yep. Zadie's business model. Guess Stop. Them. Stop picking on him. I like Yo, Josh. Avi, how many extra rolls of toilet paper you have in your uh, restaurant right oh. now? Seal them as he set. should have a lot. He should have a lot. Have, have one. Have one with every, every uh, thing of takeout. You're all set. Didn't you bring yeah. in a couple of cases? I did bring in a couple of cases for us to give away. Nice. Yeah. Hey, we had a good turnout today, by the way. You weren't there. Nice you a, lot, a lot of frittatas away, man. I love it. That's cool. All right. So, uh, yeah, Timmy, when you listen to this, go to, go to Neil's uh, shindig in D.C. in December. And, yeah, man. And then, uh, Avi... What, what do you get to say? What do you get to say? How how about you doing any more charity work or what? Yeah. I don't really have anything to promote at the moment. No, <laughs> no, not really. All right, all right. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, what about you? Do you have anything to promote before we get off? I don't. I, there's a great Triscuit story if anybody wants to hear on Twitter, and um, that's about it. Heat in the kitchen. 